0: Listen up! All what happened When shirts are now $17.99. What? That's right, and we've lowered the price of shirts, and we're donating 100% of profits to St. Jude. It's a win-win. You get the shirts you love at a lower price, and together we are supporting kids and families in need. It's because we know the ad-free show community cares. Get your What Happened When shirts now for $17.99 at loisrules.com or check out all the charity shirts at adfreecares.com. Together, we're making a difference.
1: Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast, watch a lot, try not to laugh, lowest rules can This This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's like a good looking man, one like Bill, make
0: a chair, Tommy, you come over here. Oh, he's coming. He's just not here yet. Don't worry, boys and girls. This is Paul Bromwell. Tony and Conrad are on the road doing some traveling. I'm just here to open the show this week. This is a best of the worst matches Conrad and Tony have reviewed over the years. So without further ado, let's get this party started this week. And we pick it up with everyone's favorite yambag shaven mama. That's right. It's Judy Bagwell on a pole.
2: New Blood Rising. Let's throw it to Tony Schiavone.
0: All right. This great entertaining show continues.
2: Here comes Canyon. Yeah. I love that. Ernest walked up the ramp as they're playing Canyon's video. He didn't like go around the side. He went back up the ramp.
0: Well, that's an experience for you.
2: Hello, ladies. What I really thought that was somebody wearing a wig on the left. Mm. How about there? They've never driven this forklift here because it's just mangling the carpet. They're not even ready for what's going on. And we've talked about this for a long time. Judy's pretending to kick at people here. She's got her own little robe here. It looks like curtains from a dining room. Uh, They don't really actually have Judy Bagwell on a pole. Instead, they've got her tied to a forklift and here comes Canyon. With a yellow hard hat Looking like a member of the YMCA And up she goes
0: This is when he was ripping on DDP hey. Calling himself positively Canyon That's right yeah.
2: Judy Bagwell on a pole Wow
0: Just don't get your mom involved In a match
2: oh, She's spitting at him and He yells fuck you to her <laughs> of course Hey this is, the,
0: this is the Attitude era of WCW <laughs> hmm.
2: Alright here we go Let's listen to Canyons from, uh... Come on talk to us Uh-oh. His mic bro, never works Bro After this
3: it's working I've got to ask It's been a long time But I've got to ask This match was supposed to be a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. That was my understanding. But I searched this entire second-rate country of Canada. Oh, come on now. He's been gone all week. You started
1: P.C.K. Shag!
3: The better but a boom He's going to slay one. But after searching this entire godforsaken country, I couldn't find the pole that would hold that big, fat battle axe. I'm not sure the Eiffel Tower would do the trick, to be quite honest. So, so, bro, this match is now officially a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. A what?
0: Judy Bagwell on a forklift? You deaf? There's Buff. Ha- uh oh. He just realized his mom you was shut out you there. Shut your mouth, you battle axe. Thank God she's not
4: Mike.
2: And the crowd goes mild.
0: You know, the only thing I'm thinking of here now is I wish we would have known about the bag-shaving instances.
2: Uh, catch everybody else. Some of our new listeners here to What Happened When may not be familiar with what you're talking about.
0: Well, what I'm talking about is the fact, this is according to Kevin Nash, that (laughs) he went to visit Buff Bagwell one time, and Buff said, I'm in here. I don't think we ever said his
2: name until right now, but I'm good with it. What's that? I don't think we ever revealed who told us until right now, but I'm good with it. Oh, I thought we revealed it was Kevin Nash. Okay, maybe it was. I don't know.
0: Okay, so he walks in the bathroom and uh, he said he saw Judy Bagwell shaving the ballsack of her son, and he said, "You, you let your mom do that?" He said, "Yes, doesn't everybody?" So apparently it was just a, a, a common occurrence in the Bagwell family. Um and that's pretty creepy. Really? Yeah. It's really creepy.
2: Does uh does Lois shave your bag these days? No, no, she doesn't. But
0: having Lois shave my bag would be better than having my mom shave my bag. I was just
2: asking. I know you've okay. got the new Lawnmower two point oh. I didn't know if that was something where you took matters into your own hands or
0: well, I don't even know.
2: Yes, okay. And meanwhile, back in the ring, why are you so nervous about me talking about you trimming your ball hairs? Not
0: nervous about it. Uh, not a big
2: deal. Oh, uh,
0: there's so much wrong with this show.
2: All of it. Everything yeah.
0: we do. There's just so much wrong with it. Not only that, we we just. Get up Marcus Get up
2: Then she screamed
0: Get up Marcus get up
2: What's wrong with this show
0: Well The storyline so far Oh I thought you meant me and you No 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 You you and I are doing all we can for this thing I'm talking about this new Blood Rising show But at least You know uh, Look on the bright side Every cloud has a silver lining, whatever type of cliche you want to use. We're not outdoors and Sturgis, are we? No. And we got that going for us. Yes, we do. What's he got here now? Oh, my God. He's going to take that and shave buffs. No. Wait a minute. He's, oh, he's ah, – this never works. Well, it doesn't. Taking off the it, – it it takes too long. Now, that was as quick as we've seen it, but taking off the – turnbuckle pad never works
2: do you want to guess uh, how many stars great mood got in the last match according to the observer one yes and I guess how many this one gets this is probably a dud uh, a star and three quarters so nearly oh. twice as good Ooh. And we're gonna have about- a nice little surprise here in the match at some point. Okay, good. And I, I like surprises.
0: And I guess it got a little bit more.
4: Get up, get up, Marcus! Get up.
0: Uh, I think uh, it probably got the star in three quarters because hey, Canyon could work. We knew that he can do some good shit.
2: Did um? Did Lois run down to Cato Fashions with Judy I'm picking her outfit here? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
2: kato fashions i
0: i thought it was the clearance island tj Maxx.
2: i mean uh right off of the window model at lane bryant yeah. to act like you didn't pop it kato fashions <laughs> if i could nailed it i fear if you know you know <laughs> that's right <laughs> Kato,
0: Kato fashion I haven't heard that in a long time
2: Lois went to Kato before Shut up, I know Oh, she probably did I know she did Every chick Lois's age mm. Went to Kato fashion And then after decided You know what, it would be great If we could get a dilly bar <laughs> all time
0: Hey Conrad, have you ever heard of Of goat yoga?
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Good God. You into that now?
0: No, I just, uh, I, I see positively Canyon here and I see him, you know, kind of ripping on diamond Dallas page and positively page and everything. It makes me think of DDP yoga, which has turned my life around. Sure. And then, and then I saw, uh, on, uh, I guess on YouTube, some people doing goat yoga.
2: Yeah. It's like maybe three years old when it first popped off. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you do yoga with goats now. Goats stand on you, right? They stand on your back or your shoulders. Yeah, goat yoga. It's a a real thing. What happened if the goat wants to take a shit? Uh, It just shits right on you. (laughs) You know, they probably charge a little extra for that and say it's part of the experience. (laughs) All right. Meanwhile,
0: oh, see, never works. It never works. You know why it never works? It always turns the table on you it's predictable when someone takes the turnbuckle pad off it is predictable that you are going to be the person that suffers it
4: God come on Marcus come on
2: oh you're being real mean oh diamond cutter and he kicked out of it we're not done though.
0: I bet we're not
2: This episode is being brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there's been many times in my life where I needed to make a change. Like trying to be healthier, spending less time at work. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. And a lot of smokers and dippers out there can probably relate. Zen understands there isn't just one quote-unquote right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whether you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there with you. With the right strength, with the right flavor, at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and you want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at ZYN.com. That's Zen.com. That's ZYN.com. Warning: this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. You know, one one of my favorite, and listen to the music, they just hit DDP's music, but it's not DDP. It's David R. Oh my God. My favorite world champion of all time.
0: And of course, as the story goes, Canyon was the stuntman at the movie. Ready to rumble. Arquette comes in and gives him a high five and it gets Buff Bagwell started. <laughs> One, two, three Whoa
2: I Wow mean, that was close. He hit he hit three, didn't he? No, but I'm saying he hit Buff Bagwell, this big jacked up dude in the back with a plastic construction helmet. And it was nearly the end of the match. Well, if he would have had a cookie Cookies. sheet, he would have been fucking dead, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. It's a good thing Arquette did not swing a cookie sheet there.
0: Yeah, but you know, I mean, you got to realize that Buff,
4: come on, Marcus, come on, get him. You,
0: you've got to realize that that Buff is, is, is kind of spent now, tired. Wow, the blockbuster on both. One, two, three. Come on, mama, come down off the pole. come on mama come down off the pole go get her yeah take me down here Marcus take me down I notice that you your, your sack there is kind of full and I want to kind of come down and shave it off for you Marcus I'm still tied up here oh that hurts Marcus what hurts mom? my hand I love you, Mom. I love you. all right. Thank you. Well a happy ending. Wouldn't you say Conrad? A happy ending.
2: Yes. <laughs> she's probably look at her. You can just She's flipping people off. Yes. <laughs> you can probably she, tell just from looking at her that she's a Clemson fan. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: <laughs> wow. Some deep-seated anger there. What? I get it. I understand. Oh, Oh, wow. Big pop on that one from the fans. Hey, uh, by the way, I got got an issue with you. I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, well, really? Yeah. You've never had a bone to pick with me? Okay. This is a daily occurrence with you, but go ahead.
2: You missed missed mine and Bruce's anniversary. anniversary. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was our anniversary uh-huh. last Monday
0: uh-huh. and so what did you guys do? Did you guys go on a date?
2: No We dropped a little bonus episode For fans of the show We've had something to wrestle for three years Yeah I wouldn't miss it, man Here we oh. go, the worst shit ever mm. Oz Look, I think, baby. Yeah. I'm gonna play the audio here For everybody, hear. Okay
0: Here in, uh, I ain't never Petersburg. seen
3: nothing like this and I've been to two Gold Ropers in an all-night fair, brother.
2: He, he heard Kevin Sullivan say, Once upon a time when. in a land far away, there
1: lived a wizard, but not the Wizard of Oz. His name was the Great Wizard and he ruled the Kingdom of Oz.
2: the monkey Welcome oh time. there he
1: went Welcome uh
2: uh the monkey did live uh through most of this
0: Welcome,
1: time.
2: so the monkey got freaked out by the pyro right and tried Angel. to jump off the leash mm-hmm. off the ramp and kevin sullivan Yanked under the, the silly hood there mm-hmm. i mean it's it's funny because he's i guess this is uh, the grand wizard uh, right. or wh- wh- whatever they're calling kevin sullivan here mm-hmm so he's from this mythical land, but it sure does sound like he's got a number on the socks. Yeah. It? Holy That's right. shit. Welcome to
0: Oz. Welcome to Oz. Oz. Welcome to Oz. You think the Patriots going to win by six? Welcome to Oz. But can I say this in defense of this entrance? There's a lot of work that went into this. I know that doesn't make it good. All right. But I thought it was a fucking cool entrance. It was long. It was silly. It was overdone. But Turner Broadcasting had the rights, the Wizard of Oz, and that's why we did it. Does that make it good? No. But Kevin looked fucking awesome here, didn't he?
2: No, Kevin does. And what's funny is, it's a super fast match. They did not even have the Wizard or the Monkey get out of the ring. Yeah. They're in the ring for the fucking massacre. Right. And... Nash here rocking the gray hair like he is now. And the lights are going out here in the Bayfront Center. Yeah. And the lights are about to go out. And this jib jobber.
0: (laughs) You know, I, I, again, I tell the story as the, as they walked up the stairway, Kevin walked up the stairway leading Oz in and the monkey jumped off again, his shoulder. And the monkey was swinging like a pendulum at the end of Kevin's thing and, or chain. And I'm thinking, he's going to kill the fucking monkey. I was told the monkey died. Now, I don't know if it's because he shit himself or calls the pyro or he was swung by his neck too many times by Kevin. If that's the case, boo on us. Uh, but there's us. I'll be interested to find out exactly Dave Meltzer's take on this entrance. I know. You have it in front of you.
2: Well, if you've been listening to this show for very long, you know that this episode was sponsored by blue. Chew. say it with us. Blue chew. Of course, Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer-lasting erections. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve a stronger and harder erection to combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is an online prescription service. So that means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door, all in a discreet package. Now the process is simple. You sign up at luctu.com, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. When you use our promo code WHW at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's blue The promo code is WHW to receive your first month for free. And we thank blue chew for sponsoring today's podcast.
0: Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready.
2: Live. The Oz entrance was one of the more embarrassing moments I've had in this lifetime when it came to rationalizing, being a wrestling fan, the reaction was a combination of stunned amazement and brutal obscenity laced vehemence. The smoke was sulfur-based, and the building smelled pretty bad for the remainder of the show. The Oz thing wasn't as bad as I thought it would be because it was really just an elaborate ring introduction rather than a several-minute skit. But the people really hated it, maybe even more than they should have. There was a definite kind of reaction from the live crowd. It was fairly pro-heel most of the way, and they didn't get into anything that was too WWF-like. And with WCW trying to copy WWF more and more, it is going to turn off the hardcore bass, even if the action level of the matches is good. Negative three stars for this segment. Negative two for the intro and match. Negative one more for the smell. Okay. Speaking of the smell, Terry Mm. Taylor in the locker room here with Missy Hyatt. What do you think she's saying?
0: Well, she's looking at, uh, can you tell me is uh, Tom Zink over there? Uh, If Tom Zink is over there somewhere, I know Tony Shivani's gotta be around and I promised to, well, I didn't really promise Tony, but 39% promised Tony what? Yeah, I'll just stooge it all for you. Okay. Maybe Shivani's taking a shower. Now we get to see the button on the fur coat. Oh, it's the thing that Lowe's talked about a lot. Let's go. One. Holy shit. Hey, what the fuck are you motherfucking motherfucking, motherfucking doing? I'm going to bend over here and I'm going to take his hat and I'm going to whip your little ass with it. There you go. Get the fuck out of my locker room. And yes, I do put a plug at the back end when I'm taking a shower, get the fuck out of here. Oh, there you go. Now let's bring in hacksaw. Jim Duggan. Have you ever heard of my pod? As a matter of fact, you and I used to do a podcast together. Didn't we,
2: Jim, you and I at one time, what was it called? No, that's what it was called, because I found out there ain't easy money in podcasting. That Bruce Pritchard has siphoned off all the big dollars, and all that's left is the shit that Shivani gets, and it's Dave Green's fault, and it's Midrose's fault, and it's Court Bower's fault. Well, you know it's Court Bower's fault, and I can't even see what camera I'm supposed to look at, tough guy. No way I can see me making money in podcasting. Well, I'm still
0: doing the podcast.
2: No, I'm not any- you're not making any money either, Tony. I mean, Sean, because you're not you're not doing what Bruce Pritchard's doing, and that's sucking off that boy from Alabama. I don't even know how he got involved in our business. I hear he loaned flares. <laughs> what are we doing?
0: I don't know, but you doing Axel Jim Duggan is the fucking bomb, buddy. <laughs> well, what do you think? Well, are we still doing a podcast, Jim? No.
2: <laughs> not. No, but no. By the way, I love me some big boss man. He's a heel yeah. here, yeah, but I still loved him. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, what a great was, gimmick, you know?
0: Absolutely, from Cobb County, Georgia. Look at that! Do You see what's on the sleeve there?
2: The stars and bars, baby. Wow! How by, about that? By the way, in this era, my dad was a prison guard in 1990. Uh-huh. He had a flat top. Yeah. And so he had to dress similarly to this. I'm sure he didn't have. I'm sure he
0: didn't have the Confederate flag on his shoulder pads, though.
2: He probably also didn't carry a nightstick and not button his shirt and have, and have a pimp in tow everywhere he went.
0: Hey, and you know what? what's funny is, in reality, uh, Cobb County is, is one of the more modern uh, metro counties in the state of Georgia. There's a lot more remote backwoods counties that this guy could have been from, but they said Cobb County, and that's actually
2: where Ray Trailer was from in real life. Look at that. It probably also just rolled off the tongue, you know, like Cobb County has a, has a ring to it compared to saying he's from Douglasville. (laughs) That's right. Or Oglethorpe County. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) By the way, two legit badasses here when they want to be, I mean, people have said for years and years, you just absolutely do not mess with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and big boss man here, still a youngster and moves like crazy for everybody. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, Ray Trailer is one of the guys, I've said this before, back on an old Saturday night edition that we did, was one of those guys when we first saw him as a job, look, look how he can bump for a guy his size. We first saw him as a job guy on WCW Saturday night. Dusty Rhodes says, there's got to be something we can do with this kid. Because we had seen a lot of big kids, but not, and you know what? I always thought Slick was pretty fucking cool as well. He was Teddy Long before there was Teddy Long.
2: Isn't that weird, though, that he's like a preacher, but he's supposed to be a pimp here?
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> and again, I go back to the old standby when if you go back and you take a look at the video, the video cassette of all uh, oh, the, the music videos, what were, what were they called? Uh, Jack. It wasn't wasn't jackhammer. It was uh, sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sledgehammer. Whatever. And they 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 got a picture of him in like a Kentucky Fried Chicken sitting there, and he said, "Man, what do you want to bother me for eating my yard?" Wait, or- wait, wait. You're talking about pile driver.
2: Pile driver. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking about the old no MTV. No. Okay. Okay.
0: And he said, "What?" And I'm thinking, "Wow, how did he? How did they get away with this shit?" But but again, it's a different era. A different era, but I like slick. I, I liked, I thought he was a very good, uh, manager. I thought he, I, I thought obviously he was wonderful with a Uh, I liked all that
2: stuff really did. Let's talk about what, uh, Wade killer said uh, here. He says that this match, do you want to guess the rating it got? Yeah, this probably got a D minus. I got a D. Yeah. Bossman took some really awesome balls for a big man, but the match yeah. was not good enough to keep interest. Serious business. Did Hacksaw Jim Duggan have a good match outside of the Bill Watts territory? Not saying that to be funny. Real question.
0: Well, I d- put it this way. He never had a match that anyone gave a good rating to because he was more of a gimmick. I mean, it, with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, it was more thumbs up, uh ho, USA, USA, uh, and that was about it. I never saw any of these matches in the Bill Watts era, did you?
2: Yeah, well, I've it? gone oh, back you? and watched it. I didn't watch it, it when I was three and a half years old. Well, no, well, I missed those. No,
0: that's what I meant. Have you gone back and watched it? Yeah. Did he have
2: had some good matches back him, then? Him and Ted DiBiase, they were tearing it up, man. Well, you get older and things change. No, you know I've always been a wrestling fan. Though I know you never really were. What the fuck? Well, no, no. I'm just saying you quit watching. And no one you didn't watch again until 17. I, you know, if you don't watch something for 16 years, I don't know that you necessarily call yourself a fan of it.
0: Well, I think I am. I think I was a fan when uh, you were getting paid
2: to be. Yeah, I got no, it. No, no. I I don't have to. No, motherfucker. Oh, well, I mean, you watch you watch the old stuff with me now because you're getting paid, but. If you were if there wasn't a paycheck associated with watching this, there's no way you're just watching Raw Rumble 1990 because you're not a wrestling fan. You're a baseball fan who will watch sports entertainment for money.
0: No, I was a wrestling fan back in the 70s and 80s of Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling, Jim Crockett Promotion, back when wrestling was different than it is now. You have no answer for that, do you? No,
2: no. Uh, in the seventies and eighties, Jim Crockett yeah. Promotions. How much of their stuff have you gone back and watched? I don't know. This month, none. Okay, so you're not a wrestling fan.
0: How much wrestling do you watch on a regular basis?
2: Uh, unfortunately, I watch it every day.
0: Bullshit.
2: No, there's not a day that goes by I don't watch wrestling.
0: Not a day that goes by you go, but you go back on the on the the network here and you watch something.
2: Absolutely. I've watched this show before. I watched it with you. I watch well, shows for uh, Eric and and uh, Bruce's shows for. I mean, every every single week, and of course, I got to watch my sister in law kick everybody's ass every week. So yeah, I watch every. Week. I'm a wrestling fan. To you, I mean, to you, this is just clocking in. No, All right, no. the slab decks are going to pay me to talk about <laughs> hacksaw. Here we go. I'm gonna do some silly voices. <laughs> you know what
0: <laughs> you i don't i don't know if it's the marriage into the Flair family or not but you've changed
2: oh i have yeah huh well i don't know that you even know that i'm married because you didn't come <laughs> you were invited but you didn't show i guess because there was no payday involved we, right we gonna, we, you would call yeah. it right now if i would have told you now tony if you come over there's a paycheck yeah.
0: involved you could drag that out again huh you go drag that shit out again.
2: No, I'm just saying. Like, I, I
0: must, I must
2: have bruised you to the core by not showing up. I came to your what? fucking daughter, who I'd never what? met before, fucking wedding, and and, and you know didn't why? come to fucking mind. You know why you were there?
0: Why? Because you were the reason we had the wedding. <laughs> Without you, we wouldn't have had a wedding. That's why. Well, that, that means okay. I should
2: have been able to Skype in and, and do a know, toast. Do, 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 do you know what? <laughs> And now,
0: before they exchange their vows, let's go to Huntsville, Alabama, where Conrad Thompson on Skype
2: has something he wants to say.
0: Yeah, that fucking Tony's. Oh, that's church, Conrad.
2: No, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you going to tell me that I couldn't come to a Look, hell, man.
0: <laughs> Look, <well>,
2: i <I'm> sad.
0: <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. Did I not? Did I not? I'm not. Did I not send my son to the wedding? Did I just say I'm going to have somebody there?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's my here. I didn't know that. That's what I could have done. Because if if it was if I would have known that was an option, I would have sent Jay Z (laughs) in his in his fucking pineapple suit to your wedding. Hey y'all, I'm here representing Conrad Thompson. You wanna pose with this belt? Yeah, I'm wearing white shades inside. You wanna see some nudes of my wife? Take a look here. Look here. I text them to you. No, no, zoom in on that man. She ain't got no butthole. Check it out. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. I just made all that up. (laughs) Listen.
0: I was talking to Lois about the show that we did in Charlotte, and I said Jay-Z was there. She said, who's Jay-Z? I said, well, he he was there. He and Chelsea were there to help us out. She said, I said, you you ever seen any picture of Jay-Z? She said, no, and I went on Twitter and showed him in the pineapple suit with those white sunglasses. She went, what the fuck is that?
2: I know. I said, that's Jay-Z. How about when he meets Lois? Here's what he's going to say. Hey, babe, you want to take a picture of this dome globe? You know, Ric (laughs) Ric Flair had one like this. It wasn't as nice as this one. Hold it up. Hold it up real high. There you go. Now stick your hip out. I want your toes toward me. There you go. Now, on three, don't you to say Bojangles? One, two, three. Bojangles. There you go, baby. It's quite, <laughs> a, what's- it's quite a turd cutter you got on you, Miss <laughs> Shivani. Quite a turd cutter. That Tony Shivani, he's a lucky man. See, my wife ain't got no turd cutter. We're just taking it day by day. <laughs> That right there is called Inside <laughs> Baseball. Seven people just laughed and that's all I needed. <laughs> Fucking big boss man is bumping his ass <laughs> off with a big clothesline over the top. God bless you. Oh my god. <laughs> so what was great is when I started talking about poke your hip out, that's a nice turk. You didn't know where I was going. But when I did the end around and you damn near <laughs> fell out of your chair... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just would have had to have been on that phone call that I was on <laughs> oh I laughed about that one for days okay so much for the insights oh to the midsection yeah and then one more thing Lo says what the fuck says Bojangles belt
2: about no dude, a- it's still spinning He spanned it at the show in Charlotte it's still okay. spinning
0: I said he's the Bojangles champion. She say, "What the fuck is that?" I
2: said, I can't explain it. What but that means, Ms. Bojangles- Shavani, is I've ate more goddamn c. Ca- oh, can I cuss on this? <laughs> I've ate more rootin' tootin' Cajun bi- Cajun <laughs> fillet biscuits than you can shake a stick at.
0: So he's got a belt for that.
2: I've ate more Cajun fillet and more something else that I can't say here because my mama might be listening okay. than anybody you know. Now I got that belt because I ate more Cajun bis- Cajun fillet biscuits. But do you know my other belt, Mrs. Shivani? Tony, can yeah. I tell her? Yeah, I'm the mad head game champion of the world. I got a belt for it. I got no shame in my game, Miss Shivani. I want my wife to know I love her. You want to see some pictures of my wife? Take a look at my phone right here. Send them to yourself if you want to. And Lois said.
0: After I said that, I said, "Well, you know, he's a friend of Conrad's. Conrad's got a lot of friends. He's got Dave Hancock. He's got Super Dave. He's got a guy named Rotten Crotch." Uh, and Lois just paused and says, "Where does he find these people?
2: They're my whackpackers, <laughs> man. They're my whackpackers."
0: Which, by the way, I'll have to give a shout out to Super Dave. He sent me a video on on my birthday, and he sang Happy Birthday to me in the video. <laughs> I, was, I just i had to i had to watch it twice to make sure i was
2: you and super dave have a lot in common do you know what his wife got him last week no what a lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> like i think it's illegal to even own but it's like you hit a button and a fucking laser shoots up and as he moves around it goes was warm and like had to be shipped over here from china it's like illegal or something really yeah, he's got to shoot lights, a lightsaber. Wow. I'm going have to get him. I to was bring told that he could like go outside and like really whack like trees. not like a whole tree, but like right. burn like, up some leaves or something. Wow. Pretty good. So I think what he wants to do is he wants to do the old no hair, no flare and see if he can <laughs> give a little trim by lightsaber <laughs> trim by lightsaber. That would be good. Last night, I got the best sleep of my life. Thanks to chilly sleep. It's a running gag in our little group uh, friend circle. So many of us, our, our gimmick attorney, Mike Dawkins, Cassio Kid, Scott, who helps us with those StarCast and GCW hotels, we've all got chilly Sleep. So we'll wake up every morning and in our group chat, we'll say, I got eight and a half. Thanks, chilly Sleep. I got nine. Thanks, chilly Sleep. And no, we're not measuring like Tony used to in the boys' locker room. We're actually talking about our sleep. You see, Chili Sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. And I mean it. I'm sleeping better than ever, and I give all the credit to Chili Sleep's Uller. Now, they also make a cube sleep system, but I've got the Uller. Either way, they're hydro-powered temperature controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. Here's the deal. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold, these sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. So here's a question for you. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Can you even imagine that? Well, chilly sleep can make it happen. It's certainly been my experience and Tony, I know you and Lois have one, and I think we've got a special offer for our listeners right now. Do we not?
0: Head over to chillysleep.com slash WHW to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for what happened when listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com slash WHW to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed as Conrad said every day. So slick, gets hit in the ass. Meanwhile, we talk over a D match and now.
2: Wow, there comes look at the that. chair. He's got furniture. Yeah. Holy oh, he nearly got him with that second you're, one. You're not kidding, he did. Man, if he would have hit him in the head with that second one, it would have been serious. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't have taken his eye out. <laughs> By the way, I feel like Hexaw was really playing up the cross-eyed gimmick more than normal in this show. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: USA! USA! USA!
2: U.S. Oh, oh I, I just now saw the rebel flag. I missed uh-huh. it this whole time. Isn't that something? Right
0: on the sleeve there.
2: I mean, and, you know what though? They may have had that back in the day. Like, not kidding. Like, oh yeah, people just you know, it, it, it definitely had a different connotation. Well, the back back in
0: nineteen ninety, the Georgia flag had the rebel flag as part. That's what I mean.
2: Like, yeah, you know, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't what it is now. Right. Extreme rules twenty twenty. I can't believe this is real. Yeah. I feel like we've, we're being punished here, but pull up, pull your cock out, and uh, go to uh, season twelve, episode one of Extreme Rules. That's Extreme Rules twenty twenty. Went down July of last year. You want to go to two hours, twelve minutes, and thirty five seconds. That's two hours, twelve minutes, and thirty five seconds. Tony, you've never seen this, right?
0: No, I've not, and I have. I've heard about it, but when I see that it was called. The horror show, Extreme Rules. I was thinking, what? Yeah. Why the horror show?
2: Bray Wyatt, baby. The fiend. <clears throat> okay, I get it. And I guess
0: that horror movies are kind of cool. Do You like horror movies?
2: Oh, I saw one this past Wednesday night that involved a pizza cutter. <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch.
0: Do you like horror movies? Nope. Think they're fucking lame. Yeah, I do too. I have no, I have no. I have no interest in horror movies. Me neither. Yeah. And the, but a lot of people do. A lot of people love them. So I guess this was their way. And I know Bray Wyatt, the fiend. I guess that was, this was their way of, you know, let's bring in the horror movie genre.
2: So we're going to see a swamp fight, right? I think that's what we're watching right now. And I can't believe this is real, but uh, oh. it's going to be between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Here's a spoiler for you. The readers of the Wrestling Observer newsletter gave this show, the whole show, eleven point eight percent thumbs up. Yeah. Eighty-nine wow. percent thought it sucked a dick. <laughs> and um <clears throat> when it came to the worst match of the night poll, Sasha and Asuka got ten votes. Seth Rollins and Ray Mysterio got twenty-nine votes. Wow. Bailey and Nikki Cross got thirty-six votes. But the match we're about to watch when it came to the worst match poll per the readers of the wrestling observer, Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman got 182 votes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Meltzer would say there may have never been a poorly received pay-per-view show that featured such a high quality of in-ring performances that WWE's horror show at extreme rules on seven nineteen in Orlando. On paper, the matches look good. The show was booked to stay under three hours, which was a good length and removed the too long aspect that has plagued far too many WWE shows, but people leave based on the last impression and the Bray Wyatt Braun Strowman Swamp match was poorly received. Really? It was awful. Yeah. Well, I would like for
0: you to say hello to Adam Simmons of Missouri for coming up with this for us to watch.
2: It's a 17 minute shit show. Mm-hmm. It's a swamp match. And, uh, we want you to watch it with us. Psst. Who's going to take care of your family. If something happens to you, what would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to goliathlife.com, get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms you're in total control but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to goliathlife.com. Well, it's extreme rules. Episode one of season 12. Thanks a lot. Peacock go to two hours, 12 minutes, 35 seconds. Tony, I'm queued up, rip roaring, ready to go. Just need a countdown from you.
0: Okay, here we go. In three, two, one. Play Moments ago, but it is now time for our main event. Ladies and gentlemen, Bray Wyatt fancies himself as this modern-day Dr. Frankenstein, and he's created this monster in his own image named Braun Strowman. The problem is Braun Strowman did not want to follow the evil path set out Bray Wyatt, so now Bray believes he needs to slay the monster in the place where it was created, the Wyatt Family Swamp. We've heard the tales from both Braun and Bray of the horrors of the swamp. Venomous serpents, alligators. But the question on everyone's mind is, what sort of unforeseen terror is
3: lurking beneath the surface of the brackish waters? Well, let's find out, because it is time for the swamp fight.
0: Holy shit, a scripted intro for the uh, uh, announcers that sucked there comes Vince McMahon Bruce Richards driving the truck
2: I feel was Vince McMahon he'd be blaring ACDC there we go mm-hmm. You know what he should do?
0: What's Just it? fucking run over him in the truck right now. and would win the match. <laughs> it's over. Back up over
3: him,
2: it. <laughs> hey! Is this Duck Dynasty? Man. That's a deep cut right there, but you nailed it. Duck Dynasty.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's Duck Dynasty. Come over here and suck my dynasty dick. All right, then. Wait a minute! Somebody looking for a tow? I got uh, a tow truck here. I'm home.
2: He does not like lizard lick towing, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> <See>? <laughs> it all went to motherfucking black in the.
0: Ugh.
2: Wait how did how did he cut off Bray's headlights to his truck?
0: Well, you know he's uh he's evil he can do other. oh shit what that on the right right there oh fuck well I can't even read that
2: you know I never I, can't. I never saw this either you didn't I didn't realize I never saw this until just now okay this is all brand new for me okay <laughs> I, I think I watched this paper you but when this match started I was like nah I'm good
0: <laughs> yeah I gotta go take a shit so thanks a
2: lot for making me watch it today Tony no. Hey, Adam Simmons, w- would you shit on Adam for a second? Please. Uh, first of all, the only good Simmons is Bill. Everybody knows that. Oh, look. Uh, is oh, that, my God. That motherfucking pig. Is that Lois's pet? <laughs> if it, if he's got
0: hair and it sheds, it would be. There we go. Finally got a. Oh.
2: Is that actually Bray White? That can't be Bray. No. These are okay. random guys. Hmm. These are like Henchman. Oh,
1: He's a man he can do it. No one can.
2: Hey, get him, Bron. Go, Bron. What do you think of this feigned character?
0: Well, I think it's it's very uh, creative, very inventive.
1: Bron,
2: but uh,
1: Show your damn face.
2: I don't know. Have you seen Braun recently? No, I'm not. You should look at his Instagram. Okay. It's like he realized, oh, wait, I'm not being tested anymore. Oh. He looks like an action hero now. Does he? Oh, God. That's crazy. Okay. Well, good for him. Wait a minute. Ron just hit himself. Oh, my God. Wait a second. Hey, so he's beating himself, and you have beat yourself off before, right? Uh, That's, uh... well, have you? No, I've never beaten you off
0: No, no, yourself What are you isn't talking that about? The, isn't that the fucking man? Oh, watch <laughs> He chopped so him in the balls Well, there's he
2: credits chopped. now I mean, if you, if you hit somebody with a shovel like that, they're dead, so
0: Okay, meanwhile Back at the home of Duck Dynasty Let's track it here
2: I thought we were going to get some sort of voiceover from Bray they're going to show his pecker. Oh, I hope not. No, nope, He's chained up. That's probably how we woke up. What do you mean I'm released? <laughs> Did they release him? Yeah. He's coming in for y'all. He is? He's the big surprise at the United Center. You didn't hear people chanting the other day. You announced United Center and they were Braun Strow men. Braun Strow men. I thought they chanted
0: CM Punk.
2: Oh, yeah. You're probably right. No one's ever they chanted re- Braun Strowman.
0: Uh, the day they, they released Braun Strowman? This yeah, really, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I don't follow this shit like you do. Maybe I should. Uh-oh. Maybe I
2: should. The old school theme music. And I like this. This is a nice touch. I know you weren't really paying attention to wrestling back then, but this was cool. It was like a new Waylon Mercy character. It was like... Um, yeah. Based on the Cape Fear character. Right. He came out with that, and everybody turned their lights on their cell phones. And He would say, follow the Buzzards. And when, and when Twitter really started to take off in wrestling, I was like, man, his name on Twitter should be the Buzzards. So you could just tell everybody, follow at the mm-hmm. Buzzards. Right. It's great. Well, he is part of one great wrestling family. For sure. How about that in the background out right there? You need to get Lois to set one of those up in your backyard, and she could call it her she shed. you in know, the loop on this, the she sheds?
0: Yeah. I've heard about the she. She's got a she shed. It's called the basement.
2: Oh, well, I thought that's where y'all made your sex dungeon. She told me that's where y'all's, like, sex swing was. You got the wrong couple there, buddy really she said yeah we're into like latex and bondage and stuff okay i wish i mean i, I don't think so I you. uh you think rebel is you've ever made me do. Uh,
0: i wish i mean i don't know uh right, here we, we get go Get them Let's... talking mm-hmm.
2: if we must you right right yeah you want to hurt me you
1: can't hurt me i'm already dead <laughs> oh, he's... The
3: man have I missed you, boy, I have missed you. And I've been watching you. That's Zega.
1: say You've laid something on
3: yourself and the people. Oh, oh they, they love you, Ron, and it really gets my heart bumping. <laughs> but, of course, I know. It, your success. It is borrowed. It is temporary. When your 15 minutes is up, what would they think of you now? What would they think of you? Who will stand beside you? Who will have your back? I know the answer.
0: Because you can't see
1: where you belong
0: can i interrupt here for a second if you must okay thank you uh you can dip the sound down here if you want uh okay uh it is easy it is really easy for someone from AEW to shit on the wwe right yeah and it's really easy for the wwe and their fanboys to shit on what we do in AEW. i get it yeah but Let me let me give this statement here that I know I'm right about. Okay? If you're gonna have a cinematic match, then have a fucking match. Don't have two goofs talking and one looking like he's trying to take a shit in a rocking chair. Okay? Have a fucking match. Have a goddamn match. Where's my fucking cinematic fucking
2: match? Here. They're telling the story. Fine. The match is going to come. Well, why don't you have a little patience? Why do you got to go straight to the fucking? Why can't you do some foreplay? He's trying to tell a story, and you won't let fire him. every fucking writer
0: you've ever had.
2: Go back to having motherfucking bookers. Don't worry. In a minute, they're going to roll out a basketball goal and take turns missing dunks and and longs. I knew that. would we'll get you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that was too fucking good. <laughs> I'm not going back. Well, we did put Taz in a scissor lift.
2: <laughs> did you see the meme I you any other night? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know what I'm doing now. I know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs>
2: Oh God! you I guess we should explain. Someone sent me a meme of Taz in the scissor lift on Aew. and then underneath it it was a, a shot from some old TV show, That 70 Show. That 70 show, where a little dog was sitting on the, co- on the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And the husband asked the wife, "Why is the dog on the table?" And the wife says, he likes to be tall and buddy, it got all over me. And I was like, I can't send this to Pete, but I can send this to Tony and Tony will love this.
0: You know what? God damn, I love this business. Oh, here we go. Oh, motherfucking goddamn snake. Yep. Don't be afraid. Fucking motherfucking snake. Yep. You remember the serpent, right? Jesus Christ. At least when we put a snake in a bag, it's not really a snake in the bag. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 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 So they are going to wrestle? Or fight. They've got it out. Oh, there we go. Well, oh, wait a minute. He's still. Are those the same guys that came to the ring with Sting and that? I don't know. Is that Corey Graves?
2: No, no. I don't think I want to get hit in the face with a shovel. No. They cut on it. So, he, who is this guy? I don't know, but he's they, on
0: fire. They burned him. They burned him alive. I'm on fire. House, find me a lake. Find me a button! Somebody piss on
2: me. I'm on fire. Why don't you just something? stop, drop, and roll? Jesus. Oh, well, no, who's that it talking? It wouldn't be... That's Sister Abigail. You don't need to do this. Come home, Bron. You know
3: you've always wanted to be together.
1: Follow me, Bron.
0: Hmm. Well, now I'm getting aroused
2: here a little bit. So you would follow her. Well, what do you think? This is what you've always wanted. Well, I think you need to be careful what you say here because you don't want to upset your girlfriends, Rebel and Britt. Okay. I'll just shut up and let's let's listen. Well, they're not on the paywall here. You can talk about whatever I guess. Okay. Man, who's that good looking woman back there in that shroud?
4: Shroud. Sure.
0: <laughs> Thank God thank god they're finally getting into it huh?
2: oh man I used to do that with my sister's face squish it together (laughs) rock bottom carpet is the way to go oh my god it's a dilapidated boat take him out on the swamp and drown his
0: ass while you're out there getting some catfish and a couple of carp do you eat carp you know the best way to, to cook a carp throw it in the trash can no I take a cedar plank Put oil on it, like uh, olive oil and spices. Put the carp on there. Let it bake for like two hours. Take it out, throw away the carp, and eat the board.
2: Oh, man. Did you say eat the board? Eat the board. Eat the plank. Uh, you want to see a giant carp?
0: Is that a giant carp or you just glad to see me? Brunch.
2: Look at your phone. One of the installers uh, at the the lake house is putting in hardwood. He went fishing on his lunch break at the boathouse. Yeah, man. It's like one of the world's biggest carp I've ever seen. Wow. And he's probably got
0: like plastic and some sort of bottle caps and junk in his
2: belly. I'll never know.
0: Well, so oh my gosh. What's going to happen here with this dilapidated boat? Going to go to the Conradison Boathouse. Conradison Boathouse. I wouldn't get in that fucking water because they may be fucking gators in there. Oh, there we go. Thank God. Now we're back to a match. He's trying to drown his ass. Okay. Okay. There's a little bit. There's a Gator's eye. There's a little bit difference than uh, you know than trying to cut a guy. The pizza cutter and trying to drown him. He's trying to kill him. We're going for murder here, Conrad. Kind of right. What 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 have we become?
2: Uh, well, you gotta remember. It's easy for us to sit and judge this. Of course, it is. This is and last have- July. Height of the pandemic Well, I guess it's back now There's more active case of Coronavirus here in Alabama In July of 2021 than there was a July of 2020
0: mm, How about that? World's coming to an end, you know that I'm glad we're broadcasting for the final time
2: No, no, me and you are going to be in our holes Continuing to be the voice of your pandemic Part 2 mm. This is the song that Never ends But unfortunately, <laughs> Braun's wrestling career did until mm-hmm. he shows up on Rampage At the first dance at the United Center Braunstrom in Braun, Braun Strow- Oh no, don't hit him with the a- He missed him H- How did you miss?
0: They cut on the shot
2: No, but how do you miss that? There's no plausible reason you would miss that No, none You know, they should just do a cut to deliverance here
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just have them start checking each other's oil
0: <laughs> Are they going to come back to the announcers To put a wrap on this thing or No I,
2: I, I assume they just Would go off the air with a murder yeah. What
0: the fuck would you say that I mean again The uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves uh, Lead into this was perfectly scripted Yeah it was uh, you But really shitty Know. Hey, you know what? I don't like no, Adam no, Simmons
2: anymore. Listen, listen, listen. What
0: you
1: made me do? <laughs> <laughs>
2: So Brian Strowman has just kicked Bray Wyatt into the swamp. Got to have a
0: hand shoot up.
2: It's over. So he kicked him in. He says, that's over. And they shot a little credits right there. Well, wow. Oh, oh. Just as you predicted the hand came up, but it did a mandible claw pulled brawn down into the water and we're still not done. So like the water was bubbling, but now the water's red. It's like rebels hot tub. Bunch of laughing, and the fiend head has popped up. <laughs> He's just staring at our camera. <laughs> Fade to black, and we're done.
0: Give me Wahoo McDaniel and Rick Flair in an Indian strap match, please.
2: Now so get this out of my mind. Meltzer said uh, these type of matches are already running their course because once you had the boneyard match and the stadium stampede, everything looks bad in comparison. Exactly. But this was bad in comparison to the Edge Orton match at Mania. It just sucked. Wyatt was in a lab in his swamp house. Strowman showed up and a bunch of guys attacked him while Wyatt acted like a cheerleader. It looked like the leftover ninjas from the Tazawa R Truth feud. Then Strowman got hit in the head with a shovel by the original Braun Strowman. He was knocked out. He ended up in a loose chain, but was theoretically helpless in the lab when he regained consciousness. Wyatt told Strowman that he was really dead. Then Wyatt tried to recruit Strowman. He said he was proud of Strowman's success on his own and that the people love him. But that success is on borrowed time and temporary. And when your 15 minutes is up, who will still be with him and have his back? Of course we know the answer is not WWE. Wyatt said that he's not Strowman's enemy and wanted him to turn back to what he once was. Strowman vowed he would never go back to doing Wyatt's bidding. Then Wyatt was beating up all kinds of guys, including a guy with a shovel. He broke the shovel, and the guy fell into the fire pit and was on fire when Strowman laughed. Then they showed Alexa Bliss, a sister Abigail, and she told Strowman, You always wanted us to be together, and we can be together forever. Strowman threw Wyatt into a boat in the swamp. Strowman went into the swamp, but Wyatt hit him with an oar and tried to drown him. Wyatt was beating on Strowman with the oar. Strowman came back and hit Wyatt over and over with the oar. Then the credits rolled, but like a horror movie, it kept going. (laughs) It ended with Wyatt using the mandible claw while both were in the water. The water filled with blood, and the fiend showed up. So I guess Strowman was killed uh, until Friday. This segment was so far out of touch with the pulse of the audience. It reminded me of 98 to 2000 WCW when they were running off viewers at a record pace. That's how bad this was. How about that?
0: This was kind of like if we would have taken, uh, the white castle of fear and made a match out of it.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I know we had a match, but we had a match. This was like the, that vignette that they, produce for right or this or this was like the vignette where they blew up the boat right and just made a match out of it so <clears throat> it would have been cool to have a little vignette then have them go to the ring i think but yeah that this one sucked and uh it's coming from a wrestling fan not an AEW guy okay yeah please and please it is and uh So, and again, uh, like I said, uh, Adam Simmons, who I I, I talked to, we had him on right before, just a great guy and a big supporter of ours. Uh, What the fuck is wrong with you, Adam? Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, the only good news out of all of this, I do have some good news. Oh, I would love to hear anything good. I mean. It's not news for you, but it, it, it may be for our listeners on Patreon. Oh. The good news is all the old '86 stuff is on the cock now.
2: Oh yeah, so we got something good to watch and not just swamp fights. That's right. Which I'm really right. surprised you didn't like because didn't you tell me that you and Raven used to sit in your hotel rooms and whack off to a swamp thing? Um, I'm pretty sure you told me that. I think you said that here on the show.
0: No, we whacked off to something else. I think his mom.
2: Raven's mom has got, got it going, going on. on. I like Raven. Okay. Well, boys and girls, thanks for all you do for us here on Patreon. We greatly appreciate your support on WHW Monday. I wish that we had uh, something longer to watch here and poke fun at and talk about, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. But I, uh, I don't know where to go. I mean, after we've just seen a man murdered and whatnot. Well, you could
0: uh, lay your two cents into motherfucking Adam Simmons because I've been doing it the entire show.
2: Well... <sighs> You know, it's not, he's trying to help us in fairness. He knows that when we watch bad stuff, usually hilarity happens, but this was so bad. And so like out of left field, Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to, I mean, what do we do with that?
0: Just chalk it up to just, uh,
2: and 30 minutes. We'll never get back in our lives. We want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by athletic greens and the reason we started taking AG one, or at least Tony and I is because honestly, we're busier than one arm paper hanger. So we don't have time to do a little home chemistry set and figure out exactly what we need to be taking. But we know we want better gut health, especially when you're Tony Schiavone and you're on the road, making towns that's important. You need to be able to make the toilet as well. You also need more energy. If you're going to be broadcasting live wrestling and, uh, at his age, you want an optimized immune system. Maybe you're like me and you hate taking pills or vitamins. Maybe you're like me and you want a supplement that actually tastes great. Or maybe you want to see what all the hype is about because your wife's been taking AG1 forever. Tony, I don't know that we've talked about that before, but my wife was using Athletic Greens long before they were a sponsor. So what is AG1? Well, with just one scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. To help you start your day right it's going to help you with your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy your focus your recovery your aging all the things and it really is just one scoop and a cup of water every morning it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy or gluten-free it has less than one gram of sugar there's no gmos there's no nasty chemicals there's no artificial anything but it's going to help you have better sleep quality, better recovery, better mental clarity, better alertness. And we like to consider it, Tony, like you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, but don't take mine and your word for it. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now I think we've got a special offer. Do we not?
0: right now? It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, as Conrad said, and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and 5. Free travel packs with your first purchase. And these travel packs are freaking cool, I know for a fact. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com WHW. Again, that is athleticgreens.com WHW. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
2: Yeah, it is 30 minutes. We'll never get back in our lives. But thankfully, more 1986 is around the corner. Uh, I'm loving what we're doing, and I can't wait to bust your balls more about everything that AEW is doing, but I'll do it on the main feed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, but by the way, another bonus podcast here in July is coming up. What? We got to do this again? No, wait, it's not going to be a swamp fight. It's going to be
2: something different. Oh, thank God. I was going to say, I don't know how many more of those I want to watch. But
0: right now, motherfuckers, and Adam Simmons and your life is desperately out of
2: time. We got to go. Fuck you, Adam. Big man of wrestling next time. For the love of God and Braun Strowman, who's unemployed, but not for long, because he's coming back at the United Center. On the second rampage, it's the first dance Strowman, Braun Strowman Wait, they can't call him that. What will you guys call him? Shron Roman or some shit like that. Yeah, we'll call him the fiend. I don't think you can do that either. We'll call him a fiend. Can't do that. No, seriously, what would you call him? Adam? I don't know. I don't Y'all would know. probably call him fucking Adam. Adam. <clears throat> hey,
0: look. Don't confuse A.W. with WCW. Okay, we're not the same.
2: What does that mean? he's, well, going, he's coming in to be your Goldberg. He's going to beat okay. the fuck out of Kenny Omega. Night one. Okay. Woo! The well, we come. don't. Are are you fucking booking now? Is that what you're doing? No. If I did, I wouldn't book. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't book. I wouldn't book Braun Strowman. Okay.
0: Thanks for being with us. See you next time. Do me a. Pfft.
2: How did you make that, Lois? Hey, can I ask you a question right fast? Yeah. How long you and Lois been married?
0: 40 years.
2: You ever put a thumb in her butt? <laughs> ever do what? You ever put a thumb? No. In her butt? I got, no. I asked that to um, somebody who works here with us on adfreeshows.com. Just, you know, sometimes I like to get to know people or whatever. Yeah, that's a good
0: way to get to know people
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now he says nope and i said wait a minute you've been married like 20 years right yep and you never did that nope why and he says oh, i i don't i don't like uh i don't wanna i'm not interested in <sniffs> and he did, right. he does a finger point and he makes mm-hmm. that noise every time <sniffs> that's his thing and so now just next time we're on our like Monday roundtable zooms, just casually mm-hmm. bring it up, and he'll mm-hmm. he he's going to be on there, and he'll finger point, and do the finger guns, and and I think that's really the way we should describe this uh, swamp match we just watched. Hey, do it with me here: three, two, one. See you next week, right here on WHW Monday.
0: <laughs> There's a camera here. Angle alert! I better run.
2: Ru- Holy smokes!
0: Vince Russo wanted to call her tor- Torpedo Girl.
2: Major Guns, he wanted to call her Torpedo Girl. Mm-hmm. How about she's coming to the ring barefoot, bro? We ain't looking at her at her feet here, bro. Oh. <laughs> so, um, this is about to be the best match on the card. Are you ready for who she's about to uh, face here? I'm ready. Miss Hancock. Oh, man. It's going to be... Uh, oh, man. A clothes-tearing mud match. And this is the greatest wrestling pay-per-view in <laughs> history. Oh. Let me just send a text right now telling somebody how much I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, this has some... Uh, this. This has some potential just walk into the ring. Don't you agree? I'm pretty fired up about it. Yeah, I am too.
2: Meltzer would say this was terrible wrestling, but it delivered as much, if not more than promise with camera shots up Keebler's butt and guns implants being threatened by the size of her top way too long. Actually for the fans who came specifically to see this match, at least it delivered on what they came to see from it. Guns had a breast exposed. What was even worse as they went to the gym and tried to work out a match, which was about as two kids on their front lawn. The guns wound up in a typical bikini. Hancock had very short shorts and a more conservative bikini top. She was down to, they ended up in the mud. Hancock faked a cramp getting in the mud and she collapsed. Apparently doing a miscarriage angle and was pinned. Although the next night they explained that if she was pregnant with the tone of the announcement, a direct ripoff of Beulah and ECW years ago, Guns and David Flair freaked out as they stretched her out to an ambulance. I guess the big swerve here is they'll try and tease that Dave isn't the father.
0: Hmm. I know we we say it so many times, but every time I see Stacy Keebler, what do you think? That you want to smack David Flair in the mouth?
2: Told you I had to send a text telling somebody how much I hated him. Oh, that's that's who you t- that's who the text went to. <laughs> let me take closed captioning off. It's getting in the, my line of sight here.
0: You know what? I'm going to send him a text too.
2: Did you just send it to him? Oh, uh, let's send it at the same time. You ready? Yeah. Hold on, a let me fire it up here. Carry the one. <laughs>
0: Okay, ready?
2: Hang on. Watching WCW in 2000 with Tony. Friendly reminder, we fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. We both fucking yep. hate you. All right, on three. One, two, three, send. Very good. Oh, I'm well, all- we missed some things. Uh, Major Gun's shirt is off.
0: Mm-hmm. That's all right. We got plenty to watch.
2: You know, I would say the fans aren't St- into this because they're not jumping and cheering, but mm-hmm. people probably can't stand up right now. <laughs> so they're just watching exactly. very intently. No one's playing on their phone. Stacy
0: really got up in the air, didn't she? That time kind of a leapfrog showing some athletic ability.
2: What, is this the most Vince Russo thing ever or what?
0: Yeah. Well, this plus Judy Bagwell on the pole. Can't beat that.
2: I would more rather have this than Judy Bagel on a pole any day.
0: Yes, I would too. But I just say the combination of all that.
2: Why did he want to call her Torpedo Girl? Because of the old pinups of girls on missiles?
0: No, because she had big torpedoes on her chest. And he was a KISS fan. And there's a song called Torpedo Girl that Ace Fraley did.
2: And it's about a girl with big boobies? Yep. That's So wait a minute, you're acting offended by these rap songs, but you were listening to uh, perverted kiss songs. They, but they
0: didn't go out and use these words.
2: Can't you leave anything
0: to the imagination? Instead of going right out and saying it, look at this, man. Look at this. She's Stacy pretty athletic. Well, she was a former cheerleader. I get it, but she's very athletic.
2: God dang. I hate it more with every passing minute of this. This is without question the best match on the card so far. Yeah.
0: Yes it is. I'm sure they I'm, if she gets a boob exposed, I'm sure the network edited it out.
2: Well, Tony, don't act like it's like it's something you can't wait to see. We sent you her actual vagina in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> oh Eric Rottencrotch, great friend of the show. By the way, you got something else that's going to be showing up this week. Oh, no. And you're going to wear it out. Oh, no.
0: Stop it. What? You guys, you, you know.
2: Wait. Hang on now.
0: Let's run through this. Yeah, let's run through this. You guys are, like, scraping the bottom here, making me say all these bad words on. Uh, Tony, we sent you
2: shoes. Oh, okay. Thank you.
0: Well, so, why are you mad at us? <laughs> I thought you were sending me some uh, another part of major guns anatomy i don't know what?
2: <laughs> where would we even get that I, I don't know where did you get the first one well we got them from tylene bucks twitter okay which uh, that's major guns by the way and yeah. if you go to at the tylene buck and make sure to do it when uh your friends and family aren't around you too can get yourself a little uh little pick me up really yeah she's got stuff for sale over there so even if they blur it out here on the network you're still still in good shape here we go oh man
0: you just knew that a boob was going to come out
2: let me ask you did (laughs) Were you there when they started putting this together?
0: With this mud? Are you the match or this mud
2: hole? The the mud hole. Were you in the building when they started putting this together? No. When you came out and you thought about. Starcade 83. (laughs) You know, all these big moments Mm -hmm. that you grew up, you know, in the mid Atlantic territory and working for Jim Crockett promotions Mm -hmm. and you see a mud pit. Yeah. Like you were down at Dirty Dave's Bottoms Up, Booby Bungalow Saloon, right off Route 4. Were you at all regretful or ashamed of your life choices and career decisions?
0: Yes. Oh. There's the miscarriage. This is the best shot of the night. Oh my god are you okay oh my god <laughs> this is fucking
2: terrible <laughs> <David Blair. laughs> jumps in there in the oh. suit and of
0: course there's Charles Robinson selling it
2: you know Charles Robinson's got to be thinking the same thing mm. you know Russo always said and and
0: i always kind of agreed with the premise he said he did things like this because he wanted his show to have something for everyone
2: who was that for tony i
0: that's that was my next who who was that for i don't know for the drunk guys in a saloon that didn't get enough of what they had last night i i don't know i And now we're all concerned about Stacy. We all don't know what to do, don't know what to say. Those fuckers behind us are excited, though.
2: What I, all right. Mean Gene. Oh, fresh off the uh, Queen of the Ring cameo.
0: <laughs> God bless him. He and Bobby the Brain Heat. And now. I've, I've mentioned this before. Uh, we were watching this at Canyons, and Heenan uh, called Gene Tony. And everybody was sitting around me went, oh, did he just call him Tony? I said, I think he did. And even Gene reacted to it. So it just shows you that Heenan and I were long-time close personal friends. It's a shame, isn't it, that we've lost both of those guys? It is. Really a, a shame. I really shame that Bobby's last years were like they were because I know his health was wasn't good and I know his wife, Cindy, was there by his side the entire time, and his daughter, Jess. And
2: It's weird how time rolls on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. time, here come a couple of guys ready to lick some kids. The bushwhackers are here. Whoa! Yay! <laughs> uh,
4: before they were the bushwhackers, and they
0: were the sheep herders, They could bleed with the best of them. You ever seen any of their
2: old old school matches? I have. They were hardcore, man. They were, man. Wow. Duke the Dumpster Drosay, who's back on the uh, convention circuit. Coming to a town near you for pictures and autographs. Probably one of your favorites. One of my favorites. I would assume. I mean, it's a garbage man gimmick. I mean, how would Jim Hurd pitch that?
0: <laughs> hey, got this idea. We'll grab the guy. It's a guy that you see at your house every week. He comes by every Tuesday and he has a guard. He's a garbage man. And we'll give him a goddamn garbage can. And he'll take that goddamn garbage can, he'll put it over somebody's head, he'll goddamn dropkick, and that's how he wins win the goddamn match. Book it!
2: And there's the uh, madman from the Sudan.
0: Oh, oh,
2: go fuck yourself.
0: Go fuck yourself. Everybody in Houston, go fuck yourself.
2: Really kind of surprised I I, I threw up madman of the Sudan, and you, you had no comment. Well oh here's me the earthquake <laughs> uh, by the way that was not Abdullah the butcher and i was hoping you'd correct what me the, but the Butcher, right did you even know that nickname or are you just waiting yes i knew Abdullah the butcher the madman of the sudan are you mad because it was your fuck up and you're trying to make it mine no i'm trying oh my god i had to introduce duke the jumpster dress i because you didn't know who the fuck he was oh well who's this then I have no Oh, this is the goon. Yes, yeah, Bill Irwin, you fuck. I was <laughs> trying to be funny and you just not, Yeah boy. I mean here's what I needed. Since you were already doing the impression and I called you the wrong name, you should have went full in with the Iron Sheik. Mm. Hypothetically, if you called the Iron Sheik the wrong name, what do you think his response would be? Go
0: fuck yourself.
2: Ah Baba. I him. I break your back and fuck you an ass and make you humble.
0: A motherfucking Hulk Hogan. fuck a motherfucking Hulk Hogan fuck a motherfucking clown
2: dude the way he would just randomly just yell worse than Michael Jackson it's like what it's just the most random Iron Sheik man so
0: this was the original Doink the Clown what the flying fuck who's the guy on the left
2: downtown Bruno
0: Jesus Christ glad I missed him what the fuck are you
2: saying? What, he was around wrestling fu- forever. Oh, come on. Do you know who's kimchi on the right? You uh, no. used to eat him. What? <laughs> yeah. Do you know who kimchi was? I do not know who kimchi was. Did you ever hear of the Brooklyn brawler? Wow. You know, every now and again on this show, we talk about the good old days of Jim Crockett promotions and all the fun that Tony used to have running around with the Horsemen. Of course, we famously told the story here on the show, or well Tony did, where he once woke up with uh jalapenos in his hair thanks to a trip to Waterburger in the middle of the night with Barry Windham, and of course, there was probably some alcohol involved. Now these days Tony can't drink like that. Because well, as you get older, boy, that, that next morning, that's that's a little rougher. Like my wife recently rededicated herself to fitness during the pandemic, and uh she's gotta get that daily workout in. It's a must. And up until recently, well, if, if we had any drinks the night before, that next day, that workout was probably not going to happen. But now, she drinks a Z-Biotics before any alcohol, and we know that she's going to be able to stick to her routine. And more importantly, I know I'll be able to get up at the crack of dawn and record these podcasts and still be sharp and alert. And a lot of that has to do with Z-Biotics. Let me explain. Z-Biotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic is the world's very first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Now, here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut, and it's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it most. Just remember to drink z before drinking alcohol. Drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. And this has been an absolute game changer for me and my family. As I mentioned, uh, my wife is up every morning at four 30 in the morning, headed to a workout and boy, uh, staying up drinking, that was not an option now it is. Uh, and more importantly for us, we get to function like regular humans. The next day we're almost turning back the hands of time. Right. I remember when we were like in our early twenties man, that was no problem, but now that we're in our forties, well. I still got stuff to do, bro. Uh, Adulting is hard, but not thanks to Z-Biotics. The first time I tried it was when I was doing a night out with the boys. As instructed, I drank his bottle of Z-Biotics before I consumed any alcohol. And I really honestly was amazed at how good I felt the next day. And every time I've had Z-Biotics since, uh, it makes such a difference the next day. I know I'm going to be able to get up at the crack of dawn and record these podcasts and be at my best. Give Z-Biotics a try for yourself. Go to zbiotics.com forward slash WHW to get 15% off your first order. When you use WHW at checkout. Now, Zbiotics is backed with a hundred percent money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Hey, and let me remind you guys, 4th of July is right around the corner. So order a pack of Zbiotics for you and your friends to make sure you get it in time. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash WHW and use the code WHW at checkout for 15% off. And we want to thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring today's episode. How about, here you go. Here's your boy, Cruiser. Yep. Cru- I mean, yeah, Cruiser crew Chef. I mean, yeah. Demolition. I mean, <laughs> Blacktop yeah. Bully. Yeah. The Repo Man is the best, man. Can you believe the Macho Man missed some payments on his hat once? Speaking of gimmicks, you have a Jim Cornette impression? No, I don't. God damn,
3: motherfucker. That's pretty good.
0: Hey, is that Kevin Sullivan barking in the background?
2: Look at there. There's old Eat McCrotch, Nikolai (laughs) Volkov. Yeah. I miss Nikolai. (laughs) You do? Yeah, I got to meet him once, and when I met him, he looked at Matt Coon and said, this guy needs to lose weight. (laughs) And I was like, Jesus Christ, that's how I know I'm picking the right friends to hang out with. (laughs) Oh, and there he is himself. Oh, good God. Lois said to
0: me, does he always dress that way in public when she saw him at the pop-ups party?
2: Well, you should have I, said he looks like he can host the view. I...
0: <laughs> I said, no, it's usually worse.
2: He was dressed to the nines, wasn't he? Mm, the hat, I... the jacket, the vest, the shoes. The doot, doot, doot shirt. Mm. Uh, he had. Uh... Man. Oh, there, that's me when the blue shoe kicks in. <laughs> One minute game. (laughs) Bring it a chain with you, eh?
3: That's how I got Megan.
2: And check out who's next here. The Gobbledy Gooker. Oh, my God. You just barely missed that, right? Cause that was November of 90 and you were out of there right after yeah. mania, right? Yeah. I just missed it. Right. So you, would you have rather gotten stuck with the gooker or rebel cop? <laughs> well, we're going to show the birth of the gooker right here. Yeah. That's how John Michael came out. Oh my God. I'm ready to put over Chris and Matt. Mm -hmm. so chat me up Robocop or Gooker uh Gooker hmm wow not a fan of Robocop no how about Dusty's favorite (laughs) favorite son-in-law Shockmaster yeah what'd you like better tugboat or Shockmaster oh Shockmaster for sure Should I go as tugboat for Halloween? I think I could be tugboat. You could. Wait, why don't we be national disasters? Let's do it. Okay, Tony. It's uh, it's my wedding anniversary, so you can't come. You got baseball or football or basketball or whatever. You were married on Halloween. How is hillbilly Jim here? Is his phone still not ringing? With opportunity, (laughs) huh? I feel like he should never leave the house. He got some many goddamn phone calls with opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a magic phone like that, I'd never leave. Although I guess my phone is kind of magic. Cause I text on Anderson. He texts back. Yeah, apparently so. Mm. Was that bef-
3: before it got confiscated by his former company? Apparently, oh my god, wait, who is this? Who's that? This guy,
0: Stephanie, I'm
3: back. Oh gosh, who is
0: this? Uh, that's brother love, Bruce Pritchard. Oh, he had, uh, that's Bruce Pritchard. Never heard of him, not with a T, put a T on your back, not anymore. Okay, uh, yeah, well, he is back, isn't he? Back where. That cut is what Oakland said.
3: What's a C and D?
2: C and D? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There goes Mr. Slaughter, my favorite yes. wrestling GI Joe. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Does that bring back some good memories? Uh, for me? Yeah. No.
0: Didn't bring back bad memories. Mm. I get all emotional when I see the Statue of
2: Liberty. It's a cool little video montage. What do you think about the lights going around the stadium? It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'm surprised they had that in the budget after they had to buy you guys out. Look over in the corner. You got Jim Cornette and Brother Love. Trading cheeseburger orders.
3: <laughs> T, if you had a, if you had to place a bet, who would you go with? Like it's going over. Well, I would go with uh, Earthquake. Oh,
0: that would be my guess because you always oh. go with the biggest.
3: Hope you didn't have money on the gooker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what she
3: said. Oh, I did not see Tugbo going out that early. So this
0: followed the uh, TLC <laughs> yeah. match, huh?
2: In fairness, what could you do? You got to switch it up. No, you're right. This is the only thing it could. You couldn't.
3: There's a lot of people on the beer line right now.
0: Was, Togba, is he, was he taken out? Oh, God, he's gone. Shit, that was my favorite. No, they're not going to have Michael Hayes win this thing, are they? What the flying fuck? I'm going to go with the goon.
2: All right. What's your problem with Michael Hayes? I oh. guess well,
3: two weeks in a row now you shit on him, isn't it? <laughs> well, guess what? Next week will be three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what he said when he saw me? Same thing he always says. Who are you? I hate you, you motherfucker. So, well, I love you too, you little prick. He
3: he got a promo on my ass at the wedding, but you were yeah, there. Yeah, no, he just.
2: Did you go to the wedding? I officiated it oh well that's right thanks man motherfucker thanks for not coming Mm.
3: you would have saw it if you were there
0: well it was on Halloween and I'm busy on Halloween usually look at brother love man
3: Hayes cut a promo on me Big time. asked me for the hot mic and I gave it to him unfortunately yep Uh, there goes the goon oh Nikolai's gone Goon's gone. We're losing some heavyweights here. Yes, there. Doink still alive, putting people out. Hey! Hillbilly Jim's going to be in here late, and so is Doink, I feel like. Okay, I was wrong. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, Hillbilly's next. What? Oh, no. Oh, there he goes. Doot, doot, dumped. <laughs> and,
0: oh, there goes George Gray. <laughs>
3: That's what I say when I go to the bathroom.
2: Dude, dude, dumped. <laughs> yes. No presidency for Kamala or <laughs> kamala Look at Brother
3: Love down to the final four. My brother Love. That's your next uh, baby onesie, isn't it? Dude, uh, dumped. Uh, Look at <laughs> there.
0: Oh, oh, motherfucker! Oh.
3: What?
2: That was quick. Uh. How how long did you need it to go?
3: <laughs> no, I mean it, it it like escalated. There was like seven uh, people in it wait. Uh, oh for no. good old USA, no funny Iran! Good old USA, no funny Iran!
0: No! Oh the Cobra clutch! Old country boy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Teddy Long! Peanuthead.
3: Peanut head! Peanut
2: head! I
0: didn't know he was a ref that's enough, that's enough, motherfucker. Holla holla! oh he's going down homie don't play that and you know what I mean Mm. but USA stands tall and proud isn't it amazing think about this Uh, April 1st 2001 you're at Canyon's house, sucking can- down some no. sausage. Okay. No, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking that we're still in a very, uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you like that, did you? No, I was trying to, I was trying to be serious here and I shouldn't.
2: So Ivan Koloff tying one arm behind his back and mm-hmm. I think that's all you need. Whenever you're watching a Whitney Wright video, just one arm. It's,
0: you're probably right. You know the thing about this is that this match is that, that Paul Jones in his day was a uh, was a great competitor. He really was. He was a big star for the for the uh, for Florida Championship Wrestling and for uh, Crockett Promotions and for Georgia. He he really, uh, of course, you know he recently passed away, but he really was a great great wrestler. He was, you know, one time the Florida heavyweight champion, and they did this angle where he took the Florida heavyweight belt and he threw it in the bay at St. Petersburg Bay because he didn't like the people in Florida off the bridge there. He and Ricky Steamboat were world tag team champions. He was the U.S. champion. He was the world television champion, was Paul Jones. Never was that good on a promo, but, man, he was pretty good in the ring. And of course, Ivan Kolov, one of the great, one of the greats of all time. you ever see the Ivan Koloff, Pedro Morales match? No. Or Pedro won world title. I saw that. I, th- I think I saw it on YouTube years ago, and I'm sure that it's. I'm not so sure if it's on there anymore. No, wait a minute. Now that I think about it, I watched it when I worked for the WWF uh, back in '89 when I was going through you know all the archives and the library. It was a great scene because it was, it was Madison square garden and uh, Pedro was uh, a big star there with the, you know, the Puerto Rican uh, fans they had there. And when he pinned Ivan Koloff, the police jumped up and they all stood on the apron of the ring facing out to the crowd while Pedro celebrated with his, I don't know with I guess he had like seconds or manager or whatever. And it, to me, it had an impact on me because it was a great scene. It made it seem like how big it made the world title seem bigger than life because all those police and the celebration going on in the ring. Uh, I don't I don't think I've ever seen anything like that since. But um,
2: This is the most subdued, quiet Tony Schiavone ever. In really? addition to your penis galatas, did you also have some weed yummies?
0: No. No. No, I didn't. Okay. But I was in Alabama recently, and, and, you know, you can't buy CBD uh, gummies in Georgia, but you can buy them in Alabama. Yes, you can. As you probably know. But unfortunately, I was at Auburn, which is not really in Alabama, nor is not really in Georgia. It's like kind of right there on the line to where no one wants to be. And I'd like to say this, and I'm sure that one Alabama fan does not listen to our podcast. But if he does, I'm going to dare him to come up to our press box and say what he said again to us. Hey, what? Okay, so here's what happened. I get there on Friday to set up the broadcast at Jordan-Hare Stadium. And they move our press box from a very good vantage point around the 40-yard line. They move it to the end zone. Brand-new press box, very nice, got to say very spacious. But the vantage point to be able to call a game is almost impossible. So I send a picture to Scott Howard, our play-by-play guy. I, I click a picture of the vantage point. Scott takes it, and he puts it on Twitter. And of course, Scott says how terrible the vantage point is. So that leaves lays the groundwork for this story. Game day, Scott's in the Scott's down front doing the, the pregame show. Eric Zier is color guy down front at our broadcast. Is Eric Zier, Neil Hondo Williamson, Scott Howard, and my son Chris. They're the four down front, and I'm staying in the back. And this guy walks up. And I'm hearing this guy as Scott's trying to do a segment. And he said, Scott, Howard, if you don't want to do it, then we don't want you here in Auburn. And I, f- I go fucking nuts. I take my headset off. I throw it down. I go run it down because I'm going to kick this guy's ass. I'm not, but I'm I'm really pissed off now. And Chris Schiavone pushes me back. He says, stay away from this guy. So he pushes me back. I don't get to go down the front the front row. Put the headset back on. The guy walks down. The guy turns around and looks back up towards us, and I'm popping the bird. Just keep popping the bird as he's looking at us. I keep both birds up in the air like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Come back here again. So what I wanted to say was, fuck that guy and fuck that school and fuck that stadium and fuck that damn press box and fuck them all. We beat you motherfuckers again. Fuck you. Roll title now motherfuckers
2: I like when I'm sure we've got up. a
0: lot of Auburn fans who like our bro- podcast and are pissed off at me right now but you fuck just them. need to see how the, the way we've been treated there so fuck
2: them well, uh, you know a great friend of the show Cole Kublik he's an Auburn grad yeah fuck him well, thank you uh, Cassio Kidd he's a huge Auburn fan yeah well
0: he's a fucking idiot anyway Just, I mean, I, I've never been so pissed off. You know, it's it's very easy to stand outside of a press box. There's a ledge, you you, and run your fucking mouth. Of course, you know now that we won the game. We barely won the game. We held on at the end. And when the final gun sound or the buzzer went off and it was zero, I'm looking down because I know where that motherfucker's sitting because I'm watching him the whole game see if he's going to start any more shit, which he didn't. So I'm. So I looked down to where he was. He had already gone. Great fan. He had already left. Fuck him. <sighs> anyway, I'm fired up.
2: I like when you're fired up. Yeah
0: i I don't get fired up about much. I I listen. I was uh, recently with the Georgia basketball team in in Maui, and I I just don't. I just do my job. I don't get fired up about basketball. There's a lot of Georgia football games I don't get fired up about. But there are two games, two games I always get fired up about, and we have them every year, Florida and Jacksonville and Auburn. I get fired up about those. There's a videotape on YouTube that Georgia fans watch before the Auburn game, and it's called Never Forget. And it's about the 2010 season when Cam Newton – and that was the year they won the national championship. And it was more about Nick Fairley and the, the dirty shit that he did during that entire game to Aaron Murray. It's called Never Forget. And it, it, it changed the complexion of the Auburn-Georgia rivalry. It really did. I never forgot. I can tell you that. Oh, look at that bl- attempt at a blow by Paul Jones. Oh, this is, he's going to beat him.
2: My goodness. What do you make of this?
0: I don't know. What were we thinking? Oh, look at this. And now the two Russian assassins, Paul Jones's henchmen, attacking Ivan Koloff after he got the win. And he's still got that hand tied behind his back.
2: Oh, man, this is a terrible show And I feel bad for it our, is. Our, our listeners it's. Who I selected this for I was looking for an anniversary show And thought, hey, Clash of the Champions Chattanooga yeah. And by the way, there is an interesting spot here With JJ Dillon When he's taking on the Midnight Express um, I don't know I like the main event It's topical because of the Dusty Roads thing it's yeah. a, it, The next match As crazy as this is Talk about weird booking it's a singles match for the control of the six-man tag team championship.
0: Oh, which, by the way, one of those belts resides in my uh, attic, as you may know.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. You told me you gave it to some band fuck.
0: I didn't say that. I said, I think, did I say that?
2: I, who knows what you said? You also said you'd give it to me in 2017. or are damn near in goddamn 2020. Okay. I can't wait to see a negative three star match. Negative three and a half star. Sandman um, coming into the ring, already drinking a beer right through the curtain. Yeah. Busted open from the beer can. Yeah. Stevie Richards fresh off of his uh, cup of coffee in WCW. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Dun, dun, dun. I, okay. So, you know, uh, You were talking about these security guys. These are like some of the security guys that we had at StarCast, right?
2: No, it's Atlas Security. It's the exact same. I hired these guys. So
0: they're they're not gimmick security guys. They are shooting security guys that they hired at ECW.
2: Yeah. Okay. The best in the business. Yeah.
0: Which, by the way, recently, you know, we had David Crockett uh, at our show in Charlotte. And it, when I'm sitting there talking to David, David sitting between you and me, I, I immediately thought, you know what? We ought to have Doug Dillinger here. So maybe the next time we're in the Charlotte area, we can dig him out.
2: Well, the trouble is he lives in Fort Myers. <laughs> well, we, we had a whole conversation about this in the back, but at your advanced age, you've already forgotten. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember that. Mrs. Thompson said, where's Doug Dillinger these days? And then he said, oh, he's moved down to Fort Myers, but he has to come up here and visit the grandkids every now and again.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I think my, I was thinking about Francine's panties at that time, which I often do think about pitching coach, Ray Miller. What it
2: says, what do you think Ray Miller's up to? I don't know.
0: Oh, Ray Miller was a long t- <laughs> Look at that. Cigarette in the side of his mouth, blood coming down his head, and a beer in one hand. Kendo sticking to the other. Huh? There's a pro wrestler.
2: <laughs> Are you shit talking? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Kl- oh, Klondike God. Klondike Bill was a pro wrestler. Who was? <laughs> Klondike Bill. Yeah. He son? was. And you're saying sandman can't be no
0: I'm just saying the, I'm, no I'm just saying the look right there okay I mean how many times do you do you take a shot of a guy getting ready to go in the ring with a cigarette in the side of his mouth and a can of beer in one hand come on it's just it's just a it's a shocking visual not for me I mean there's many of wrestlers that went in the back had a cigarette and a beer but never came to the ring Jack Briscoe smoked and had a beer But he never brought it to the ring. Okay. Here he is, Sandman, four-time All-American, Florida State. (laughs) Bobby Bowden's favorite out of Warner Robins, Georgia.
2: How much longer do you think we can keep this up before... Jim Ross absolutely smacks the shit out of one of
0: us. (laughs) Oh, JR's got a great sense of humor.
2: I know. He's been making fun of me for years. That's fine. I I know he is. In his Jim Barnett voice. Oh, Connie's (laughs) got those sweet cheeks. Oh, you do have rather, uh, you do have sweet cheeks. You know, you do have a a real. Well, you've seen both sets. Which one's sweeter? (laughs) Can I tell the story? Sure.
0: So all right, this is a little behind the scenes shit. Okay. I pull in early to the comedy zone in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> and the comedy zone is in this, you know, there's a it's a big building. There's other there's restaurants and everything. And I pull in and I don't I don't know where the fuck I'm going. So I send Conrad a text, I'm in the parking lot and I said <laughs> I said <laughs> I said, how do I get in? <laughs> and God, that text was, I, <laughs> try the door. It worked for me. <laughs> so I go to the green room and open the door. And apparently, Megan is giving you the Iggy that I'm getting ready to walk through the door. <laughs> And I walk through the door, (laughs) and Conrad has his ass up in the air. (laughs) I just happened to be walking through the door the time you were changing clothes, and there you were standing on top of the couch or the table or whatever with your ass up in the air. So that's how my day started. I wasn't
2: changing clothes. I just wanted you to see it. And I knew you wouldn't be ready for it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were coming in and, and I said, Hey, is he, is Tony by himself? And she looked and she said, yeah. And so then there they go. Cause I didn't know, like, did somebody tag along? If you had one of the kids with you, I wasn't going to do it. If it was Chris, I would, but
0: yeah, you know, right. if it
2: was Lori or something, I'm not going to yeah. do it, but yeah. Oh, he's by himself. Here you go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, two things here.
0: In a small room like that, if you're going to show your ass, everybody's going to see it. Sure. Big ass small room. Right. And number two, I would never bring my daughter with me. She's not allowed to come to our shows. Good. Because I don't want.
2: Look at this. Oh, good God. He just threw the ladder at him. I know. and
0: That ladder could have easily skipped off and hit a fan. How many, you know. There had to be fans getting hurt in these shows. I mean, I don't know if it happened a lot, but I mean, they were right there at ringside. They did some crazy shit. You know, you know, obviously they had beer splattered on it, probably blood splattered on the fans. And fans had just had to get fucking hurt all the time. What about this match didn't Meltzer like? Chat me up
2: on this. Sabu beat Sandman in 20 minutes and 55 seconds of a tables and ladders match. Probably never have two men pulled out so many stops and tried so hard, done so many impressive spots in such a horrible match. These two missed more spots badly than Reggie White did against Steve McMichael. They made Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper age in the cage match. look like a Flair steamboat classic. A collection of spots using tables so pathetically and obviously gimmicked and ladders, most of which missed Sandman who went into the match injured, screwed himself up doing somersaults through tables, trying to pull the match out of the toilet. What made it the worst match of the year was that even after they had, for the most part killed the crowd, as there was no heat except for the chance, whatever, whenever a table broke, they kept doing the same stunts over and over. And the match never ended. There were people who thought this was the best match of the show as they probably went through 10 tables and tried so many daredevil spots in the process and Sabu at least hit on every springboard spot, but the crowd was dead and the work was horrible. What they did between the tables and ladder spots was like watching Jim Duggan against Ahmed Johnson, probably more due to Sandman being injured as there was almost nothing he could do, but destroy himself. At one point, Sabu threw fire, but the crowd and the camera were so distracted that the effect of it was lost and he missed anyway. Sandman was about to hit Alfonso when Sabu drop kicked him off the top and Sabu then delivered an Arabian face buster with the ladder onto Sandman for the pin. Sandman was out in the ring for a long time and got a good, polite reaction from the fans leaving who did appreciate how hard he worked and how much he destroyed himself. Physically negative three and a half stars. Whoa, man.
0: That's uh, that they crucified him on that.
2: By the way, it got, uh, here's, here's what's fun about this. Cause it is a split opinion on this match. All right. It came in second by one vote for the best match poll in the readers from the wrestling observer, but it also won in a runaway the worst match poll. So it came in second, nearly won best match, but it ran away with worst match just goes to show you can't please everyone. Well, it, it just proves to me that, you know, when people get really upset about what's in a newsletter and you, you've been guilty of that at different times. Sure. It's just a dude's opinion. Right. No, so I mean, it's not like, you know, when an appraiser comes to your house, if you're going to sell your house or refinance your house or get a loan on your house, ha- whatever you have an appraiser come out. And he doesn't tell you what the value of your house is. He gives his opinion of what the value of your house is. It's very subjective. And that's the same thing with wrestling to me, or for that matter, all art. It's very subjective. What you like, I may not like and vice versa. So that's his opinion, man, that it's negative three and a half stars. By the way, I love the fan who put a little target on the table. That was hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> It's just his opinion, and yeah, everybody's right. got different ones here. I get it. But, you know,
0: uh, I, I'm not going to argue with you on this. I, I, but, And I agree with opinions, but if, if, if opinions were – if they were uninfluenced opinions by politics, I would say, yeah, I agree with it. But a lot of these opinions that we saw on dirt sheets were influenced because of the guys who called him. And that's where that's where I kind of draw the line. Um, but anyway, so much for that. Uh, and these guys are working hard. I, I think it's funny that that he said in then in the write up about this match got a polite applause. Hey, guess what? Ain't nothing polite about this crowd at all. <laughs> I love that word, polite, in an ECW event. What's he going to fucking do here? Oh, he's going to use the chair to spring over the top and hit the top. <laughs> Fuck. That's a hell of a spot, buddy. That is a hell of a spot. Chair, rope, table. And yeah, the table's gimmick. Why fucking not? Didn't want to kill the guy. Well, I guess they did want to kill each other.
2: Sandman was injured before the match, huh? Yep. Yep. I mean everybody is a TCW. Yeah, I mean right. Tommy Dreamer wrestled in a fucking boot.
0: Yeah. Look at things. that oh my god. Fuck. Jesus.
2: <sighs> Crazy shit, man. Without question. <laughs> I'm going to get it over. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it over.
0: <laughs> yeah, without question over.
2: Oh good God! What are you thinking of this uh, spectacle?
0: I, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's amazing that these fucking guys can even even walk in their later careers. I, got, I know some of them can, I'm sure, but fuck, Sabu could do a lot of great shit, man. But and look at that, we still got. All right, hang on a second. With, with, And I haven't been paying that much attention to around the ring. There was a table on every side of the ring, or do they just keep putting up tables?
2: Yeah. Sabu keeps putting up tables. Okay. I mean, Sandman does too, but they're just setting up crash spots constantly. All right. There's not like a a guy in the back running around setting them up. It's just these two guys. All right. I got it. And and perhaps Fonzie, you know?
0: Yeah. So Sabu has told Fonzie, move the table. I don't know what he said for him to do, but. Oh, look at this. There's absolutely no way. There's absolutely no way to rehearse this shit. Okay, you just got to tell your opponent, I'm going to throw a ladder at you. It's going to hit you. You know, they, they, they choreograph a lot of shit in wrestling these days. There's no way to choreograph this. You just had to go with the flow on this. I'll put you right here. Oh, by the way, I'm going to climb up top and I'm going to jump on you. I'm not going to just jump. on. I'm not going to just jump on you. I'm going, to, I'm going to jump on you with the ladder. What's he fucking doing? They're just improvising here. The improv. Oh, what the? he missed Completely missed that spot, didn't he?
2: There's a reason this got negative three and a half stars. Yeah, he, he, he fucked that spot up.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I, there's, there's a lot that Melcher wrote that I'm agreeing with here. That they're, they're in the midst of a clusterfuck and they know it, so they're just trying to, uh, up the wow factor here, and a lot of times it's not working. So he's going to go up top. I certainly hope he connects. Uh, and then it comes down to this, Conrad. If you've seen them go through one table,
2: by the time they go through the sixth table, it loses the effect, right? That's exactly right. You know, if it's used as a as a real high spot, yeah. You know, then it's cool, but if there's if there's 30 of them, they mean less and less each time. Yeah. And you know, you can have these big spectacles because Lord knows I loved them, but eventually, you know, they become less meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, and see, uh, that.
0: Uh, there you go. Spectacular move by Sandman, almost like a corkscrew plancha, or whatever you want to call it, Mike, today. And uh, the fans sitting on their hands, because it meant nothing by this time. It's a case too much. I got it. But still, just the visual of all this, this stuff is crazy. You take one of these spots, just take one of these spots out and show somebody the video of like one of these spots they're going to say holy shit that had to be a great match but then you let them show let them see the entire match and all of a sudden you get high spot fatigue as a fan and that's what they got here miss that
2: i feel like we need a uh, a high spot fatigue shirt i agree i like that <laughs> that's hilarious
0: <laughs> book it there at lowestrules.com, where you can get your t-shirts Plus, you can get a call from Tony Giovanni, right, Conrad? Eventually. Without question. Yeah, high spot fatigue is what we got. What was Sandman's injury going into this? Was it a leg injury or a back injury or a fucking neck injury? Had to have something to do with the spine. Life.
2: (laughs) His injury was
0: (laughs) life. Injured by life. Life gig me. Uh, like You're on a roll today. Oh man. I, I just, how can you not be on a roll watching a ECW event? It just brings out the best and worst in y'all. in in one, Oh, that, Oh, oh, oh that sucks.
2: <laughs> <That's just it. laughs> uh, you ever see a what? monkey fuck a football? <laughs> What's that? You ever see a monkey fuck a football? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: monkey fucking a football gimmick. Uh, just leave the ladders alone, guys. Oh, yeah. Why not pin him? Oh, he kicks out. He's been hit with thousands of ladders, 800 tables, a couple of chairs, but he can still kick out. What the fuck? Yeah, I agree. As much as I once I like the visual of this, this is not this is not good at all. But then again, other people had an opinion and they liked it. What's he got in his hand here? Is Sabu still performing? Is he still out there performing?
2: Yeah. He's making appearances all the time.
0: I'm talking about uh,
2: wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, Okay. Yeah, he'll set up a table, hit you with a chair, whatever you want. Oh, wow.
0: well, he's got to be in his fifties now. One would think, right? Forties, fi- late forties, fifties, whatever.
2: Well, what does that matter? You're still performing. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. You don't see me take a table shot. He'll be. Uh, he'll be fifty-four next yeah. month.
0: You'll find out when you get in your fifties. Slow down a little bit. You know, I was in uh, I was in my fifties when I shit on the floor here at the house. So it happens. I did. I, I look, you laugh, okay? You laugh, you're in your thirties, you're in your thirties, forties, twenties. You raise your leg up and you're gonna you're gonna be the life of the party. You raise your leg up at the house during Thanksgiving dinner, you go Rrr. everybody goes, Dad. But then when you get in your fifties, you raise your leg up and all of a sudden you shit your pants. It happens. It's part of being, it's part of being old. I have no idea where this came from, but <laughs> there you go. Talking about my shit.
2: Well, you, you talked about, you know, Sabu wrestling in his fifties. And then you just said, I shit the floor in my face. <laughs> I had high spot fatigue. Just shit right on the floor. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, good God! So you said, yeah, eye spot fatigue. Yeah, believe you me, Line it's legit. Day. It's legit because I'm worn out right now. Why don't we have another Jeff Jones running just for the hell of it? He's one of the big eye spots in this show.
2: <laughs> you know, these days, though, you know, Jeff Jones is uh, sort of borrowing Tommy Rich's gimmick.
0: What's that? He's, Somebody he's, say something about crabs.
2: <laughs> Jeff Jones basically lives at Jimmy's famous seafood.
0: Okay. I, I had a feeling you were talking about seafood and not the kind that was in his crotch.
2: Oh, no, that would require human companionship. <laughs> and he has none, right? No, I'm not saying that. Why are you Why are you being mean to Jeff Jones? <laughs> well, you said crabs, fucker. I didn't.
0: Well, you're I, the one that's, I, you're I the one look, I've been in wrestling. When I think of crabs, I don't think when I think of crabs, I don't think about the time kinds you eat. I think about the kind
2: that of Terry Taylor had in his pants. Wait, Terry Taylor had crabs? Did I say that? Yeah. Did you did you uh, like run a little baby comb through there for him? Oh.
0: <sighs> Meanwhile, the match still going on and face first Samuel going up top. Whoa. And that's, that's a pretty good spot. But after you've been hit by a million tables what the fuck does it matter? By the way, if you want to see what I really think about Terry Taylor, join us on Patreon and take a look at the latest edition of Sleptic Theater. And that will kind of explain all. That's patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday.
2: By the way, there's a lot of people uh, online who say that our show sucks now because uh, you say the word Patreon and the show was good. But when you started saying the word Patreon, it, uh, it just the show went to shit. It sucked your response
0: yeah fuck them oh off the top really because I say patreon yeah that, the show word, that,
2: that word makes the show suck I've read that feedback a lot okay it was a great show except you talked about patreon and in other know, words I don't, I don't like patreon don't talk about patreon
0: I got it I, I, I understand they're saying Shivani is shilling well guess what I've been a shill my entire fucking life okay why don't you? Why don't you tune into? Uh, let's see, tune into uh, JJ's podcasts and fall the fuck asleep. How about that? Okay. Why, Fuckers. Why, well, why are you getting hot about it? It's just an opinion. Everybody's got their own opinion. It's subjective. finds uh, Fonzie got the kendo stick. You know what the kendo sticks called?
2: Singapore cane.
0: No, it's called a Patreon. Oh. That's the, yeah, that's the that's the Polish term for
2: it, Patreon.
0: <laughs> so he's got the Patreon. Oh!
2: Oh, my God. Those flying Patreons. Oh, he threw it oh! right into the Patreon with steps. Yeah. I know, here Patreon comes the wooden, with steps. Wooden Patreon. Oh! Look Same at that. Man blocked the blocked uh, the Patreon shot there. Yeah,
0: All right. His hat is made by a company out of a company out of Canada called Patreon Inc, the hat that fell off. Cold. Oh my God.
2: Uh, he kicked him
0: right in the Patreon. Yes, he did. Fonzie trying to get up, but he goes on the outside. The referee looks over and says, give me that Patreon. No, I want it. The
2: referee's got the Patreon now. Oh, wait. And Sabu has set Sandman up on Patreon. Uh, oh my God. Oh, Sam, the- Sabu climbing to the top. He's got the Patreon in his hand. Oh, my God, right in the face. He hit him in the face with Patreon. Oh, he did. And not only that, he hit him in the face with one of the
0: uh, one of the Patreon trademarks. As you know, the uh, Patreon trademark is orange and the top of that Patreon ladder is orange.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, my God. Absolutely. Man, I I don't know about you. I'm kind of getting Patreon fatigue right now. Somebody say something about Patreon. For <laughs> <laughs> all the credits, we won't <laughs> beat it. We won't beat it. Yeah, Tommy, we did. Thank you very much. Hey, Jim Barnett around? No, he's dead. Tommy. Okay. Uh, Sabu going to go up. He's got that Patreon ladder again. That's the smaller version. The bigger version is available at. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Money. Absolutely. And somebody's trying to call me.
2: The Arabian shit. Face Buster with the ladder. That's oh. gotta be it. Uh, Sandman's even had the asshole of his pants torn out. That's it. The crowd did not pop for the Arabian facebuster, but there's the polite applause that Meltzer mentioned. It was a car crash. A lot of people have talked about this as being the worst match ever on ECW pay-per-view, but it was a car crash.
0: Yeah. And of course it was just too much. Absolutely too much. Well, I got to say with the exception of a couple of things leading to the main event here, with the exception of the way Beulah looked, uh, I think our buddy, Jeff Jones kind of stole the show a couple of times oh my
2: gosh listen to you
0: yeah i do listen uh i'm going to talk to as soon as we finish here i'm going to call jeff and i'll say jeff did you oversell those spots a little bit you think
2: Fuck. we could call him and find out <laughs> and put him on with us nah nobody wants him on no
0: yeah okay because he probably asked asked for money
2: no I, yeah. no he's cool i think you know it would just start a whole new Matt Coon feud yeah Let's not do that. I, you know, I kept Jeff in the divorce. Yeah. I, I, I want to say something. Uh, one, two, three. Are you still with us? Are you, you Yeah. Gotta, okay. Gotta talk to the yep. wife? Don't you just yep. yell to clean up the fucking dog hair and get back to your goddamn <laughs> job here on Patreon over the, over the top. Look at this. It's a Patreon leg drop. Okay.
0: Uh, Well, you know what, Conrad, as an old wise man once told me, I think about 20 minutes ago, it's an opinion. You can't please everyone. So if you're, look, see, there it is. That thing could have easily skipped right over the top and hit somebody. Here it is again. Oh, man. Yeah, too much. But come on, guys. Get through this replay. I want to see Francine. What the fuck are we doing? I got to see these thousand chair shots and table shots and Patreon nut shots and all this shit. Fuck. Let's go to Francine. Come on. They're going to show another one, aren't they? Don't you, motherfuckers, don't you dare show another replay. Don't you dare. Three, two, one. Are they queued up another tape or are they going live? Oh, thank God that's over. So uh, uh, chat me up about this, Conrad. Uh, before we get to the match, how was the match received with Shane Douglas and Bam Bam Bigelow?
2: Not good. Uh, too long. Is uh, the common theme? They go 25 minutes. You know, Bigelow is north of 350. It's probably too long for him. The Night
0: Stalker and Sid Vicious collide next.
2: By the way, what? that that match, in case you're wondering, gets negative three stars. Wade would say, "Rule number one: to turning a heel into a babyface, do not have him threaten the number one babyface in a pre-match interview." Rule number two: do not turn him by having two new wrestlers attack him. Both rules broken. Pee Wee Anderson at one point stopped Sid's arm in mid-motion from hitting Stalker. Timing was off the whole match. After getting clubbed and pinned with a huge axe, Stalker got right up and attacked Sid. And they say the sheets exposed the business. Negative three stars. Wow. How about this fucking this look here? This character. Did you see the the, the video font? What it said.
4: With Ox Baker. Ain't no Ox Baker here. It's true. Unless
2: yes. he's going to do some sort of run in here. You don't recognize him, do you? I was hoping you would acknowledge oh, yeah. this. Yeah, that's uh that's wrapped. There you go. Brian Clark. And, Clark. and here he comes. Sid Vicious looking as only he can look. Is he one of the best looks in the history of wrestling. Yeah. All right. Here's here's the interview. I'm gonna play it for the audience.
0: Right up here, Sting. Sting, you know I could beat you for my worst rules
2: of So Sting is the most overt person in the in the biz, uh, or in, uh, on this side of the pond, anyway. And he's uh, he's been called out
4: here. I don't get it.
2: He's supposed to be a baby face now. Right. Why is he still saying I rule the world and I can beat you on my worst day? Because we don't, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We didn't. Did you prefer Sid in the little trunks he wore in the WWF or in this singlet that he wore here in WCW? I like the singlet. It was a very unique look. The black singlet's better though. Really? Yeah, like the action figure version? Yeah, okay. I don't, but, yeah, but I'm glad he wore the
0: red here since Night Stalker was in black. But every time you looked at Sid, just the arms and the traps just...
2: Pumpkins on his shoulders, man. Yeah, man.
0: Oli, who was the booker here, really loved the tough guy, Babyface.
2: And I guess that's why he had Sid do that interview. You know, we should do something next week. I know I'm signing up for more work. Yeah. What if we did
4: two shows next week? Oh. Uh, what yeah.
2: if what if we did two? What if we did Starcade eighty four? Yeah. Drop it on Thanksgiving. We'll drop it on Monday. You can listen to it on Thanksgiving. Well, I guess it's Wednesday. So same thing. On Patreon Monday. But what if for Patreon, me and you did Survivor Series 1990? Uh, I don't have time for all that. I wish I did. It's the debut of the gobbledygooker and the Undertaker.
0: We can do it next Thanksgiving. Or we can do Survivor Series this Thanksgiving, and not do Starcade.
2: Nah, we got too many JCP apologists here on the show. We got to do Starcade. Okay, for you JCP apologists, do us a favor. Go
0: to the network. Hit play on Star on Starcade eighty four right now. Right now, and then and tell, us, tell us what you thought about it.
2: No, I was <laughs> like, <think>. start <laughs> it right now. Send us a tweet. <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> uh,
4: Gobbledy. Oh, Lord. Here comes Curtis Hughes again. What the fuck? Luger hit him. He walked away. He came back down. <laughs> <laughs> Just come down and take a big fucking bump. He's gonna hit him with the axe. <laughs> There's some shit here, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Now just gonna get right up.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god. And how about that pin? He was he was kicking out in 3.
4: On the pin. Wow, this is brutal. Yeah. We sure
0: knew how to to take uh, potential big stars and make them look like shit,
4: didn't didn't we? And speaking of looking like shit, let's go. There you go.
2: Look at this shit. It's not very active on social media, but if you want your weekly fix of Tony Schiavone, he's got a radio show, man, so you can listen online and, and enjoy that every single Wednesday.
0: And follow us at PWW929. That's PWW929 on Twitter, as well as uh, PWW929. And now, here we go. All right, Bobby the Brain Heenan and the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes Dream. Uh, We have seen quite a clusterfuck of a night. Well, just let me tell you a couple of things about what we're going to see. I booked something like this back in 1988, and now they've taken it to a whole new level. A brand new, whole new level. Hulk Hogan and... The Macho Man, Randy Savage, and the Mega Powers are going to try to go through the gauntlet, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Well, it it never seems to work. Hogan comes in. look Look at this structure over here to my left. Hogan comes in. He takes over the promotion. And now he's going to Macho Man Randy Savage are going to start at the, I guess, the top of the cage and move their way all the way down and beat up every motherfucker in the ring to prove that Hulk Hogan is the biggest star in the sport. He don't have to prove that to anybody, especially not to you, Shivani, because we all know. Yeah, that's right. We all do know this. Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage, the mega powers, if you will, will be going through not one, not two, not three, not five, but eight fucking men. Thumbs up to that. Working their way all the way down, yes. And they have to pin or they, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What what, what do you want to say, Eden? There are no rules, you stupid, fat Italian motherfucker. Because Hulk Hogan's in this thing. It's his rules. We're all playing by his rules. Don't you understand that? It's his rules. So don't go telling me about rules, you stupid piece of shit. Well, you know, he's right about that. There are no rules. And I know Kevin Sullivan is a booker, and I was the booker. And Kevin said, Should we do this? Help Hulk Hogan put himself over. And I said, Hulk Hogan does not need to be put over because he is Hulk Hogan. He's bigger than anybody here. He's bigger than the booty man. He's bigger than the nature boy Ric Flair, at least he thinks he is. And he's bigger than the ultimate solution. Do you know, Bobby Heenan? They've got a guy here called The Ultimate Solution. Do you realize what that's from? Yep, I realize what that's from. That's from World War II. Fuck, what are we doing? Let's go to the ring.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because originally he was named the final solution, but there were lots of complaints from Jewish organizations at the uh, Turner Corporate Office, so you guys changed it. Uh, the ultimate solution. Robin. He was better known as Jeep Swinson. He wrestled in world-class in the eighties. even had uh, some matches with Bruiser Brody there. And then he was in no holds barred as a pit fighter. Uh, he also played James Kahn's bodyguard and, um, bulletproof. Right. And I believe he was Bane in Batman and Robin. So yes, he was, he, right. d- he did a lot of stuff, but unfortunately he passed away just about a year after this. And, um, 1997, he was only 40 years old, but Hulk Hogan, Davy Boy Smith, James conn they were all there to speak at his funeral, so he was a a well-liked guy. Did you ever have any interaction with uh, Jeep? No, I never did, but Jeep was well-known to have the biggest arms in all the world. Look at this spectacle here with unbelievable pyro, and what a contraption. Tony, how long did it take Klondike and company to build this fucking... I don't even know what would you call that? I mean, I don't want to call it the doomsday. That's hokey. Yeah, this monstrosity. I yeah. I I
0: I think Klondike may may not have been involved in this. I think this was a series of uh, welders and uh, architects, and I mean, there's a, there was a lot of money put into this to just to build it to get it up, but there was a lot of money put into this to design this thing too. And again, it's WCW spending more money than it needs to spend for something like this. If I'm at ringside, front row ringside, and bought seats, I'm pissed off. Can't see shit. Yeah. I am really pissed off because the main event, the thing, the doomsday cage, the thing that we've been selling the whole thing about is now all the way down to my left or all the way down to my right. I'm really pissed. Woo!
2: A rare Ric Flair entrance with no robe. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a Ric Flair... Match if there's no robe. I mean, I, can't, I don't think you could count many times that that ever happened, but it happened here. And there, of course, is Aaron Anderson, who uh, is definitely dressed differently as well. The Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, and of course, Lex Luger with Jimmy Hart. So you got lots of managers here because unfortunately, Rick came to the ring with two women who've now passed away, both woman and Miss Elizabeth. And they're all going to single file up these series of staircases here. It, it's a. Uh, it's an interesting contraption and concept, but I thought the same thing you just talked about, like how much fucking money did they spend on this thing? If you had to ballpark a guess between designing it, constructing it, you know, the whole deal, what do you think the investment in this contraption was? It's North of 10 grand. Oh, it's well above that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, you know, of course, you know, you're, you're in into housing and, and building and things like that you know better than i do and this is 1996 but a lot of the money is put into the design of this
2: well and you've also got guys who get an order like this and they realize oh this is for turner home entertainment oh this exactly. is for a big television company right oh this is a pay-per-view well i'm gonna fucking hit a lick yeah uh yeah. So you can see Arn here walking around like what the fuck have i gotten myself into Right. I'd much rather be in Pensacola giving spine busters, but instead I'm in fucking Tupelo and sweatpants on chain mill. Interesting thing here. And and I noticed this
0: when it happened, Kevin Sullivan being the booker now is talking to Arn and Rick about what they're, what to do, <laughs> telling him exactly what they're going to do. Call little spots here. Let him know which way Hulk Hogan will come in. Uh, I thought that was very interesting that the booker was calling some shots in front of the camera here.
2: Well, but you know, if you're at home, he, he sort of positioned himself as the architect behind the end of Hulkamania, so it makes sense that he would be sort of calling the shots. I, I do chuckle at Arn Anderson here in his goddamn pajamas, uh, <laughs> thinking about um, how silly this was. Uh, oh, what what a cage!
0: Now uh, it's uh, it's it's eight men total: uh, the Barbarian and Ming, uh, the Taskmaster, Luger, Flair. And Arn, and then uh, The Ultimate Solution and Z Gangster, or G Gangster. Which one was it?
2: It's it's Z Gangster. Here he comes, Hulkamania, running wild. And he's going to point up. I'm going to go up to the cage, yo. Pasta rules, baby.
0: And now, again, the Macho Man Randy Savage, big deal. And again, here, I'm a ringside fan, and I'm going to get a chance to see Hulk Hogan up close. Nope, you're not. The guys who paid a lot less money are going to and get the high fives for the Macho Man Randy Savage. Wouldn't have been a bad idea. And I know we're we're doing this, so we do all this all the time. Wouldn't have been a bad idea for Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man Randy Savage, to go around the ring and give everybody high fives.
2: Well, just wait, Tony, because <laughs> the silly shit that is WCW yeah. uh, is going to uh, continue. Okay. macho man here in the colorful red and yellow, but wearing a black and white macho man shirt, um, sort of out of character for the macho man. But then again, all of it is, we didn't see Arn wear his fucking pajamas to the ring very often. We never saw Ric Flair. Almost never come to the ring without a robe. Um, unfortunately, of course he has two women who are accompanied him to the ring. Who've now made their way or they came to the cage and now they're back at the ring. They've since passed on both woman and miss yeah. Elizabeth. Right. So the gimmick here is we've got to work our way down. We've got Megan barbarian on the middle level. We've got Ric Flair and Arn Anderson on the top level and macho man is starting off with Ric Flair. Aaron Anderson, of course about to hook it up with the biggest star in the history of the business, Hulk Hogan.
0: Hmm. Well, here they go. And remember it's a gauntlet. They have to fight their way through all. In other words, what we've got here in front of us, uh, Conrad Thompson, is the fact that we are going to show that Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage, the mega powers, if you will, are bigger than life, and they can beat anybody. They can beat any combination. When the odds are against them, when they're put into this monstrosity of a triple cage, the uh, what was it called again? doomsday cage thank you very much the doomsday cage they can still fight through all the odds and the Nature boy rick flair is paired off with a macho man randy savage and he runs flair's head into the cage i don't think that surprised anybody and now we go to the uh split screen oh jesus christ
2: what a clusterfuck this is you, know, you can't yeah. see much of shit we've got the split no. screen that you hate so much the fans yeah. can't really see anything either Um, it's not television friendly. It's not well lit. I know they're trying to make it look gritty and whatever, but there's sort of an edict that we don't want blood and Mm -hmm. we're doing a cage match. And originally the plan for this match, according to Dave Meltzer was, it was supposed to be Hulk Hogan versus four heels. You know, he's been trying to work his way through the dungeon of doom. And this is supposed to be Hulk Hogan versus four men. But They decide, Hey, this is our main event extravaganza against WrestleMania. So let's make it even bigger. Let's do this triple cage and let's bring in more guys. So according to the original plan, according to Dave Meltzer, it was supposed to be Chris Benoit versus macho man, Randy Savage in a false count anywhere match, but Hulk Hogan decides, Nope, brother, we need more bad guys. And I only need. I want it to be the macho man. Do you remember that being sort of the, the, the decision making and how they sort of audible to this, that it was originally savage and Benoit.
0: Yeah, that 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 they they audible to this because it's what Hulk Hogan, who had full control of his character, wanted to do, and 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 look, it's pretty apparent the this Doomsday Cage, as they say, is and we're taking a good shot look at it now is unique in itself. It's uh, an event in itself. If you just look at it, it looks incredible. But the fact is, it was meant to put Hulk Hogan over over everybody. And, and really, if you think about it, it was, it, it was make, it was, I, I guess Hogan's partner was the macho man, Randy Savage here, but it was also making Hogan look bigger than Savage. Does that make any sense? Ooh, he's going to hook up on the nature boy, Rick Flair, Who's going to beg off.
2: I feel like I should uh, remind everybody that Brian Pillman was supposed to be a part of this match as well. And you guys actually mentioned that briefly in commentary, where you're saying something like, you're not really sure where he is. And the next day on nitro, Eric Bischoff would make up some sort of lame excuse, like Pillman wasn't here because he refused to team up with Kevin Sullivan. But the reality is he had had throat surgery a couple of weeks prior at Vanderbilt university and Gene Oakland was on the hotline saying that Pillman didn't have the surgery and was making it up. And he said that he called the hospital and they had no record of Brian Pillman being there. And this resulted in a legal letter coming from Pillman's agent to Okerland uh, that says that, um, you know, Hey, here's the official discharge paperwork. He was actually there and he wants a retraction on nitro a correction to be made And Okerland, of course, missed that nitro with the flu, but you guys knew that he wasn't going to be able to make it right. by Thursday, but you had already sort of filmed the WCW Saturday night on Wednesday. So there wasn't really a chance to tape anything different but you could have maybe edited the last minute push for the pay-per-view, but it didn't wind up happening. Uh, we should remind everybody that this is all going on when Pillman is working an angle with WCW and doing some stuff with ECW. Um, what was the, the thinking about Brian Pillman sort of not being a part of this as you know, maybe was once upon a time suggested that he be a big part of this match?
0: Well, his throat surgery, you know, Brian had a very raspy, horsey voice, and this throat surgery that he had at Vanderbilt was a shoot, was legit, and that was just Gene Oakland trying to put something on the hotline to make you want to call. It was, you know, the hotline was 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 working you to think it was a shoot a lot of times, and a lot of times they would throw in shoots. Uh, I, I was really surprised uh, to hear that they wanted a, a retraction from that because, the hotline in itself was not as big as this. And the hotline was something that was to a much smaller audience. Uh, but we all knew that Pillman was hurt uh, and uh, couldn't couldn't work. And uh, it was just one, one of those WCW clusterfucks.
2: The rumor and innuendo is that Brian Pillman, when he did the whole I respect you Booker Man" shit with Kevin Sullivan and then goes shows up in ECW and is doing all sorts of craziness there, uh, threatening to pee in the ring and what have you. He's really making a spectacle of himself and he's got a lot of internet buzz and a lot of dirt cheap buzz. Wade killer reports that Hulk Hogan is the guy behind the scenes, pushing to add Brian Pillman to the cage match specifically because he was on Hogan's radar with all the attention he'd been getting lately. And he wants to leg drop and pin him. And (laughs) Pillman hates this idea because he realizes hey, if I say I've I've quit and I'm working with ECW and I'm a free agent and I can do what I want to do, then coming back and getting leg dropped on pay-per-view by Hulk Hogan does me no favors. And originally Hulk Hogan was supposed to beat up Brian Pillman and Zeus, who we're going to see as the Z Gangsta, and Swenson were supposed to save him. But Pillman just refused to cooperate with Hogan and pulled away from him when Hogan grabbed him. So there's lots of speculation as to, is he going to show up for the pay-per-view? Are we getting worked again? What's real? What's not real? If he can't make it, will they put one-man gang or shark or warlord or who will be in this last spot? What do you remember about Brian Pillman maybe being difficult to work with here and, and the rumor that Hulk Hogan just wanted to squash him?
0: Well, okay. Two things here about Brian Pillman. You know, Brian was, I, I really thought that Brian Pillman took his craziness to a whole new level. And I thought it was all a work with him. All his, you know, people really thought that Brian had snapped. There were people in the business that, that thought that, that Brian Pillman is fucking nuts now. And you you can't do anything. You can't do business with him. And he's fucking nuts. And uh, Hogan thought it was a work too. And, and Hogan thought that he could uh, squash Brian Pillman. And Pillman just just bucked up about it. But we all also knew that he was, that he was having throat surgery. So it's like, who do you believe here? Right. Does this make sense to you? I mean, it was, it's kind of,
2: none of this makes sense. We just saw barbarian clothesline haku with macho man ducked out of the way. Yeah. So we've got two on one with macho man versus the faces of fear. And the other side, We've got Lex Luger and Kevin Sullivan taking Hulk Hogan to task. So the the mega powers, which they're openly referred to here as, have escaped uh, the four horsemen. And they're on this middle level. And there is a lot of stuff going on here, man.
0: Uh, So they've escaped the four horsemen. uh, And see, I thought the the idea was if, if they pin one of them, they get to go to the next level. See, that's where I that's where I was screwed up in, in calling this match.
2: Well nobody fucking knows what's going on. That's the right. idea.
0: Right. And and so and and so the idea is you know, it's such an extravaganza, it's such an event, it's so crazy, it's such a visual, it doesn't matter. You know, there's a lot of people thought that.
2: Meltzer wrote, um there they face Sullivan, Luger, Ming and Barbarian. They locked Ming and Barbarian in the half of the middle cage. And the other four wound up in the wrestling ring. Finally, Jeep and Zeus, who weren't even there at the beginning, parentheses, right? The Shivani kept asking where Jeep Zeus and Pillman were still hinting that Pillman would be there, even though he wasn't taking the bait and switch well past any bo- any point of sensibility showed up. Um, so even here, you're still sort of talking about Brian Pillman. Obviously that's on orders from Eric Bischoff. I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. So you see uh, Kevin Sullivan sort of wrestling with Pee Wee Anderson here. Uh, they're trying to use some different weapons on Randy Savage, and you can see how much give there is in this the fencing every time they're walking on it. I mean, you're, you've got several hundred pounds, and this cage, I mean, I, I, if I'm Macho I Man, there's no way I'm dropping elbows on this damn thing.
0: Yeah, you know the smartest man around here now is Rick Flair. He's yeah. still into the top cage. He's not good. Arm went down. Flair stayed up top like fuck it. (laughs) I'm not going to take the chance to go through this. Look at Kevin Sullivan
2: here has a lot of confidence in this scaffold and a lot of times the the pipes here on the scaffolding you know will just very easily move on you. Well he has a lot of confidence here because he's teasing that he's going to fall from the second level and he's I mean this is not something that's advisable on any level. No but it's a booker trying to make it work trying to make it exciting and
0: uh Not only that, you know, the guys had a chance to walk through this thing and take a look at it before they, so he was pretty confident that it wouldn't fall forward.
2: This is not wrestling though. You know, I mean, you're on a fucking scaffold, two stories high and you're sweaty and you're in your fucking underwear and wrestling boots and you're trying to hang on and make sure you can dangle part of your body and not die. Like, what are you doing?
0: Okay. I understand it's not wrestling. And I hate to say this because I'm a part of MLW, but bringing uh having a match where fans bring weapons to the ring for you is that wrestling either?
2: Well, here's what I mean, I guess. If that happens within the confines of a ring, then there's yeah. no real danger and you're in control of how what sort of velocity you put behind one of those weapons and which ones you choose and with this, you're just you're a, you're a fucking stuntman because there's no crash pad below. If one of these things gave way and Kevin Sullivan fell and died live on pay-per-view, that's different than hitting a guy with a fucking keyboard, Tony.
0: Yeah. I, 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 you're right. I stand corrected on that.
2: You're exactly right. Here's my struggle with this. This is this doomsday cage. It's the most devilish device ever. We're fucking out of it. Now we're just brawling. Right. How is it this grandiose? Oh my God. Look at that thing. They're going to murder each other. Nope. They're already out. They're in the alleyway. They're headed towards the ring. Yeah, I don't understand it. Well, I do. Well, smarten me up. It feels like you know, if you've got this, how can they ever escape? Well, they just fucking open the door and walk out. Well, what they again? What they
0: wanted to do was give the fans a ringside. What the hell? They got a, a microphone there?
2: Well, they had fans hand them weapons and they hit them with it. I no, mean, that's that's <laughs> not wrestling, right? <laughs>
0: Very well done there, millennial. Uh, and down goes. Uh, so now the fans get the pop and ring cycle. We spent all this money for it. Uh, but meanwhile, let's do a for you fans watching at home. Let's do a split screen to completely fuck you up.
2: Hmm. Feel free to talk here anytime. Yeah, I don't know what to say about this fucking thing.
0: We haven't seen Jeep Swinson. We haven't seen The Ultimate Solution, if you will. We haven't seen Tiny Lister.
2: Yeah, Zeus Tiny Lister, or or Tony Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Zeus, you actually met during his first run with the WWF. And, of course, a year prior to this, he had a lot of fame with the movie Friday, where he played Debo, uh, which was a hilarious movie with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Did you ever see Friday, Tony? Never Never saw Friday, no.
0: I don't but think I like. I've always liked Ice Cube. Always liked him. Thank God they're going back towards the. Are they going to give, get back in the cage? Are they what?
2: Well, there there were very few fans can see them. Right, brawling on the floor here, and I'm not going to say it's bad action. I mean, they're they're doing their best to have a brawl, but right. it sort of defeats the purpose of going to the trouble and expense of building this whole cage if you're only going to use it for a handful of seconds and you're done.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: you're right. And just uh, look at stuff like this, and I wonder, like, by the minute, what that thing yeah. cost. And it was a one-off. And I realized that if Eric Bischoff were listening to this, he would say, that's fucking stupid. It's a television company, and look how much money they spend setting up a scene, you know, or yeah. blowing up a car or whatever. Sure. I get it. We did a lot of that, too. Uh, I, I have
0: a question. What did, did Was there any critique of our announcing job for this?
2: Yeah, everything I'm, I'm, you did I'm sucks. Everything you okay. did sucks.
0: Yeah, okay. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what to say here. I have no idea what to say. I mean, it's just all broken down. They're going to sell back towards the ring here. Apparently once again. Uh, and, uh, here's the thing at the end of this, I remember the macho man and Hogan escape the cage and win, right?
2: Well, they're out, they're out already. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, how do you explain, you know, if the rules are, you beat this guy, you go to this level, you beat this guy, you go to this level. Well, what do you do when they go to the ring? Like, Who's deciding what a win is now? Like if Hulk Hogan were to pin Lex Luger right now, there's no referee in the ring. Does he win? And yeah. macho man chasing down Randy Savage with planks from the bottom of the cage. Uh, I think he hit the female refer a female photographer. She no sold the shit out of it. Yeah. Linda Rufio from St. Louis. Uh,
0: and she's been in the business a long. was in the business a long time by, by that time.
2: I feel like we should uh, also remind you that the other fellow who is uh, going to be a part of this, was a little bit of controversy around him. Of course, Zeus is coming back in because he's a friend of Hulk Hogan's and Hogan sort of relied on what he knew. And so right. he knew that he had drawn money with John Tenta and honky tonk man and big boss man and Jim Duggan and macho man. But he also knew that he drew money with Zeus. So, he has the idea, hey, let's bring him in. He's a guy who's recognizable. Of course, the WWF owned the name Zeus, so they have to come up with something else. Were you pleased to hear about the return of Tiny Lister, or when did you first hear about the Z Gangsta? Well,
0: I first heard about him uh, probably like a month or two months prior to this event. And uh, personally, I was I was okay with it because, you know, I, I called that match at uh, – at the Meadowlands, in SummerSlam of '89, and uh, Tiny was a cool guy, man. I, he was a cool guy, and I liked working with him. And uh, he was—I always got the feeling that he, you know, he wanted to—he wanted to do things. He wanted to do things that he thought were right. He didn't have an over-inflated ego and not do this and not do that. And I always thought that was cool about him. So I thought it was pretty cool that Tiny was coming back in.
2: There's a famous interview that our, our friend uh, Peter Rosenberg did with Tiny Lister, and obviously Tiny's a big deal in the hip hop community because of the movie Friday, right? And he asked him about wrestling, and he talked about the first run, of course, but then he talked about coming back to the WCW, and he said something like, "If Hulk Hogan wants to pay me fifty grand to hit me in the head with a frying pan, then hit mm-hmm. me in the head with a fucking frying pan."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's him, man.
2: Um. <laughs> The other guy who you're going to see here shortly is Jeep Swenson, who wrestled in world-class championship wrestling in the eighties. Uh, I think he had some matches with bruiser Brody there. He was even in the no holds barred movie as a pit fighter. And he played one of James Conn's bodyguard and bulletproof, but maybe most famously he was Bane in Batman, but he passed away uh, a year and change after this, in August of 97 from heart failure, he was only 40 uh, but he made an impression, man, because Hulk Hogan, James Con, Davy Boy, they were all at his funeral. So Jeep was, I guess, known as to be a good guy in the business. What can you tell us about Jeep? I never really hear people talk about him.
0: I didn't know. I didn't know Jeep at all. Uh, but from what I heard, he was a good guy. Now he did play the first Bane in the Batman and Robin movie. I do believe he did not play Bane in the the latest
2: incarnation of Bane. Oh, he didn't come back from the dead. Didn't come from the back, back from the dead. Okay, because I just no, said he died in '97. So if you weren't okay. sure, fans, okay. uh, we did not re- There he is, right there.
0: Woo! Take a look at him, and he's all painted up. Biggest arms in the business. Boy, Tony Lister looking big as well, isn't he?
2: Yeah, and he's he's got the unibrow in serious yeah. effect here. And of course, they're supposed to be in the bottom of the cage, I suppose. Yeah. But instead, all the action's at the ring, and it looks like the baby faces are taking over with Lex Luger and Kevin Sullivan. So Zeus is out here to massage Randy Savage's shoulders and go,
0: ah, Uh, big point of contention here. And I understand that, but you know, uh, uh, there was arguments, uh, not arguments, but discussions in the back. You know, if we're going to have this monstrosity, well, what about the people who were at ringside? So I guess they're giving them something to ringside, but now the ultimate solution and, uh, Zeus, if I can use that term here on this podcast, are going to put them back in the ring. And now they're going to put them back in the ring so they can escape and win. <laughs> figure that one out fans
2: yeah first one out wins but now we're going to go back in because everybody's already out and speaking right. of out, people were out on the original name for the ultimate solution originally he was called the final solution and mm-hmm. apparently a bunch of uh, complaints came in from jewish organizations to turner's corporate right. office and they changed it to the final solution uh you know, smarting everybody up, because not everybody listening was born in 1981, as you like to point out. Well, the final solution was Hitler's way of exterminating the
0: Jews in in World War II.
2: I mean, doesn't that it was, seem like that would be something people would have fucking thought about before they named it that? Yeah, I know. And you, I would Kevin
0: Sullivan talked to him. It was Kevin Sullivan's idea to come up with a final solution. Uh, and then Eric got with him and said, you know, from the top, you can't do that. So, uh, again, you know... Uh, Kevin looks like Dusty, very old school. You know, you can do all kinds of shit back in the old days in the territory.
2: And that's the thing. It's not like if it's Kevin Sullivan, it's someone who just didn't think of that. Kevin Sullivan's a very smart man. He knew all about it. He knew all about it and knew he was going for heat. Right. Uh, But maybe Turner would say it's the wrong kind of heat. This is a company that gets wide shots on blood. Right. You know, and you can't use weapons. So I'm pretty sure we can't. Have a nickname for exterminating Jews on the pay per view. Right.
0: No, and and but uh, Kevin, being old school, thought he'd get away with it. You know, I mean, back in the old school days, they got away with using uh, music without licensing, without paying licensing fees. Back then, you realize that in the old territories, is
2: wrestling a weird deal, man? Yeah, where someone is like, hey, let's make sure they really hate him. Let's yeah. name. <laughs> You know, because here's the deal. I got to tell you, like being from Alabama, I didn't put that together. But, you know, I was a fucking knucklehead kid. I didn't know any of the history of that. And I, I mean, I didn't even. I certainly didn't know a Jewish person at the time in Alabama. So that wasn't it. It wouldn't have even been on my radar. But a guy yeah. like Kevin Sullivan, he yeah. fucking knew.
0: Yeah. Hashtag millennial bullshit. And now the double team here. From the back, Hogan and Zeus are going to go eye to eye. Right now, I don't think the fans really give a shit. Do you?
2: No, I don't think anybody can really tell what's going on, even. No,
0: no. Because it gets down to, what it, what it gets down to is Zeus and Jeep Swenson against Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage. We've got them back in the ring. Now they're going to try to escape. How kind of had that look, buddy? Man, a badass look.
2: You know, and here's the thing too, like if you were a wrestling fan and that's what they were obviously trying to do is, is cater to the people who maybe grew up on Hulk Hogan. Right. I mean, Zeus was a big deal and I know that, you know, we can certainly beat up that he wasn't a great wrestler and maybe it wasn't the best angle and blah, 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 but it was a big deal. So to have him in here, I think makes sense. You know, on some respect, you think it might be an attraction or whatever, but, man, the execution of this is just fucking awful, isn't it? Yeah.
0: it? Look, it's one of those things that someone had a great idea, and then after they had the great idea and they started selling it, you got us all of a sudden say, well, we got to execute it. We got, And then they look at this thing and says, yeah, we got to execute it. And then they think, well, we got to give the fans a ringside something. So it just ended up being one of the biggest cluster fucks ever. And why not Arn Anderson getting involved as well? And why not Ric Flair getting involved as well?
2: Well, and that's what I was going to say is, you know, at least in the WWF, when they knew that they had Zeus, like they know, Hey, he can't fucking do anything. So right, let's right. get macho man in there to do all the real work. And right. then let's let, you know, him just come in do a few power moves, get some heat and macho man can do all the work. But here for several minutes, it was Bane or, you know, Jeep Swinson. And Tiny Lister, neither one of those guys really fucking know what they're doing. No, there's no worker in there. And somebody on the outside, probably Kevin Sullivan, went and said on Flair, get in there. They're fucking dying. <laughs> Go sell I hear, something. God damn it.
0: <laughs> I, could hear, I could hear him say that. You're seeing the difference in the WWF booking Pat Patterson getting involved, Vince McMahon getting involved and hulk hogan booking a match that's what you're seeing well if because hulk hogan, wasn't, to this.
2: hulk hogan wasn't thinking about matches right hulk hogan's thinking about hulk. names and what would look cool as a name but right. then you actually think about just the mechanics of a match like man somebody's got to make you look good and these guys don't know how to make themselves look good right so you got to get an Arn anderson or a rick flair in there and a macho man but if you've got seven hulk hogan's that's not a fucking it's not gonna work <laughs> And here's the powder, and you see yeah. one powder packet has exploded. Nobody fucking knows why or how. Yeah. Macho Man is actively working to open something up. We had way too tight of a shot. Here comes the fucking Booty Man, and the Booty Man has decided, here's what you need to kill these monsters, frying pans. <laughs> oh, there's the powder. Got
0: him down. Hit him in the
2: head. Oh, hit him in the head. Go ahead, hit him in the head. Come on, get... bow. Oh, ow! here's a guy who paralyzed my brother, Randy Zeus. I got to I got to overpower him. You know what I mean? Fucking frying pan. Hey, here's a guy who wants to kill all the Jews. I got an idea. I can take him down. Give me a fucking frying pan. (laughs) This is what WCW is, man. It's the doomsday cage. And instead of there being, you know, Kendo sticks and barbed wire and thumbtacks and other nonsense. Nope. What's your, what are your weapons, pal? Well, got some powder, got us a frying pan. What are you going to do with it? Going to make a fucking cake. It's
0: very apparent that uh, thanks to the advent of the NWO, uh, we we strung this thing along a little bit, didn't we? Because without that, we were going to die long before 97.
2: Okay, Luger's putting on a glove here. I don't know if this is to hide something he did with Elizabeth or what. Let's see. Yeah.
0: Well, if the glove don't fit, you can't
2: convict. What Uh, the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did you see that did he do that on purpose dude he i you have to see what we just saw. if you're not watching watch along you have to watch watch along for this i just can't believe what we just saw <laughs> and now all of a sudden hulk hogan and macho man decide hey let's okay. run out but macho yeah. man says oh no
0: i forgot to pin him and there you go there's the one two three and hulk hogan and the macho man win this
2: thing and we're gonna shut the cage and now we're gonna go What what did we just watch the big finish? I mean, they couldn't even get that right. You've got Ric Flair restraining the macho man, Lex Luger winding up with what we're led to believe is a loaded glove and he's going to rear back and punch the macho man, but he pulls short when the macho man ducks and then he just reloads and punches flair. Hmm. And they both try to jump out of the ring, the baby faces to escape, to win, which I guess they won an hour ago. Um, but we're supposed to not remember that. And then Hogan says, oh brother, go pin him. So Flair has to lay there, let Macho man slide back in and pin him. I don't know why we had to have Flair lose either. I don't know why ultimate solution couldn't lose or Z gangsta. It's more Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan bullshit. Is it not?
0: Yes, it is. And it's also Ric Flair being a pro.
2: I'm down with it because in the end, wins and losses don't matter. Look at how silly that shit was. But I'm just saying you got all these guys who aren't going to be back ever again, fucking beat one of them. I agree. Absolutely agree. And now the
0: three stooges, Larry, badass, Tony, and Mo have to make some sense out of it. But now we're going to talk about nitro tomorrow night, obviously, and point towards that.
2: Well, and what's interesting is. Rick Flair's your world champion, and so the giant, when he won the match earlier, earned a world title match against Rick Flair tomorrow night on Nitro. So you just had your champion get pinned in the main event, and now we're immediately trying to say, "Oh, what's going to happen tomorrow night in the world title match?" We didn't keep Flair strong for the match at all. It's just silly shit, man.
0: Yeah, but it was a foreign object. It was a foreign object that hit him.
2: Well, the dreaded coal miner's glove. Process this. This is the deadliest cage ever. It's the doomsday cage inside powder, frying pans, gloves. Are we going to make the most brutal match in history or are we going to be uncensored baking? Yeah. Well, guess what? It was
0: doomsday for WCW. Had they continued on this road.
2: Look, here's my favorite part of the whole thing too is is dusty Rhodes here who's got on a tuxedo jacket and fucking blue jeans like i can't believe i got dressed up for this shit
0: <laughs> and
2: thank god i didn't book
0: this shit thank god they relieved me of being a booker
2: well what's fun too is the um the credits here don't have their full names it's just yeah. one name which is kind of fun yeah uh All these names, of course, we've talked about on the podcast. And I got to tell you, Tony, I'm glad we got to cover this one. But man, am I glad this one's over. It felt like that Chicago street fight match, the booty man match. And then this main event just went forever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm glad we got to cover uncensored 96. I feel funny even asking this, but how many stars would you give the main event? Oh,
0: I would give it, I would make it dud.